end this last Sabbath. By the blood of to me and your god has damned you you're listening to the buzzed kill podcast So 282, welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we either conjure up some spook specters or ghosters, or declare the Warrens as kooks, liars, and hoaxers in... (laughs) Wanna wrap this up? Yeah, it's only been like a year. Do you wanna? Do you wanna? I do. Do you wanna be my lover? Gotta get with my ghosts. There you go. That's it. It's all good. Coming, That's what scary spice coming out of the gates, <laughs> hot people. <laughs> Woo! Um, oh yeah, yeah. This is the uh, the Wanniverse. I guess it's wrap a rest. R- the wrap wrap up restospective, if the, you will. The, the raptospective. Yep. That's it. There you go. Nailed it. Another awesome thing I that you t- said tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's not awesome? What? I'm James. Oh. No, I'm, I'm Mike. I'm <laughs> Jim. <laughs> Don't Fuck. Com- don't confuse the person. The person. Oh, hey. Yeah, don't confuse I, our I brought little- you this, by the oh, way. Oh, did you bring back my walkie-talkie? I did. I did. Nice, dude. Nobody can see what we're talking about, but... Well, Mike brought back my walkie-talkie. No, that's it. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Let's see, does it still work? <laughs> oh, yeah. There oh, it is. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I've been meaning to ask this. It's got COVID ask- all over it from Nashville. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> breathe it in. Lick it. Lick it good. All right. Um. Hey. Hi. Hi, how you doing? Um, finally, we, uh, we're finished here. It's sad that we had to do the second half of this retrospective without Mr. Vito. Yeah. It was very sad when... Yeah, we're going to pretend like it's sad. It, <laughs> it's, it's real sad, <laughs> damn it. Oh, um, man, I really miss that guy. He's here in spirit. Get it? Gross. Get it? Get him away. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't get it. Spirit, ghosts. I don't get it. Ghost stories. I still don't get it. God damn it, James. Um, anyway, hey, how's uh it's 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 Thursday night. Yeah, it's been what, like three days since we did the last yeah, episode? Yeah. What has it <laughs> Yeah, it was Sunday. Sunday, so Yep. Yeah. We haven't done a, a yeah, Friday I've, in I've, a couple I've, weeks here. I've done nothing. Done nothing. I've done nothing. Really? Yeah. I've done a ton. Did you say we haven't done a Friday? Oh yeah, we haven't done a Friday, <laughs> have we? No. Um have you done a ton in I've the last done, few days? I've done a ton. I've I mean lived. I have I have two, but like it's all boring stuff that nobody wants to hear about because oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a piece of shit. How many sandwiches did you make? Um Probably <laughs> I, lo- I love that this is math you can actually do in your head. <laughs> probably six. <laughs> oh six. Not I, just not just for me. That is a respectable amount of sandwiches, friend. Well, it's for the whole fam, no. you know? So six in six in four days. That's not that many. Well, I guess you have kids, so really. How many sandwiches do you eat in a in a week? Me? Yeah, on average. Uh, maybe one a day if I go to Subway. Do you go to Subway every day? Uh, not every day. Lucky. Dude, there's literally nothing else around my world. I haven't been to Subway in months. No, it's actually not lucky because a foot long now costs like eleven dollars. What? Yeah. So if you were to do that every single day, you're spending seventy seven dollars on subs a week. That's a shitload of money on yeah. subs. Yeah, dude. On on 
what are these days subpar subs let's be honest yeah subway is subpar yeah that's true yeah i'm just quiz knows I wish Quiznos was around. I just missed the Quiznos commercials. <laughs> Eat Quiznos sauce. Dude, they had a torpedo sub that was amazing. It was like a breadstick sized sub. Yeah, except for it, it was, was like almost the same price for for a little but I could sub fit, dildo. But I could fit the whole thing in my mouth, James. And where else? It, it was like good. I said, a little sub dildo. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah. I don't. I. I was never that that big into Quiznos. Oh, I like uh, grinders. It was good. Well, because I I grew up in a place where Quiznos wasn't a thing. Well, Quiznos is still a thing outside of here. Is it really? Oh yeah, I think you go down south. There's still Quiznos. I don't know if you live in the <clears throat> southern regions of the Americas. Let us know if there's Quiznos. Or don't. Or don't. We we you, you pro- probably won't we probably won't care past this conversation. <laughs> so <laughs> so Dude, don't. What the fuck are people talking about Quiznos? What Quiznos? Um, but no, I um yeah I used to love Quiznos. It's good stuff. What have you done this week? What have I you done? You said that you did a bunch of stuff this week. Oh, and we're I, still talking about Quiznos. No, I was just I was literally just trying to make <laughs> it oh, interesting. I have shit. shit. All right. Yeah, I worked. Oh, I got a raise. I got a, I got a raise at work. That's tell a, us that's exciting. Tell us how much you make total now. I got a twenty five percent raise, which is actually pretty fucking baller. Tell us how much you make total. Total. Yeah. Seven trillion dollars. Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. The Lord uh, does well. <laughs> and we're still using this four-channel Behringer, you piece of shit. <laughs> yep. All right. Fine, James. I'll buy the six-channel Behringer. <laughs> Spring. Spring for it, baby. Doing it. Um, That's um, cool, man. Congratulations. Yeah, I got to raise at work, finally. I feel like I'm actually making what I'm worth now, so that's good. Mm. Um, well, you don't value yourself very highly. Go <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, honestly, though, that's, that's pretty much it. I got a raise, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, uh, it's called morning wood. <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife started just throwing me throwing me dollar bills every once in a while. Oh, yeah? Whenever I'm hungry. You in a G-string? Yeah. <laughs> well, well I your, usually am, so. <laughs> so it's, your, it's your daily, but uh, now your she, daily wear. But now she gives me money to wear one, so. Is that why she had to come home and just get drunk today? Yeah. Because she just watched you standing around the house all day and I mean wouldn't you wouldn't you? Oh, I would need the booze. Yeah, yeah for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. This this does not look good in a G string. I can tell you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway. You probably cool. wouldn't even see it. It's probably hiding underneath the rolls and stuff. Like, it's just, <laughs> just, it's just, just disappears <laughs> like dental floss on a on a ham hock. Um <laughs> Uh no I uh, oh, I love it. What did I do? I fi- I I made a bunch of wallets for for some groomsmen. Yeah. Uh, I procrastinated, and was I had a month and a half to make said wallets, mm-hmm. and then I waited until I had two days left to make the wallets oh, to even start them. They turned out good though. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it was like a very your box looked like a very confused rainbow. It was like all one color, then like one of another color, and two of another color. We don't know what we're doing. They were all, uh, they were all. Um, it's like a bad batch of Skittles. It was all CMU and MSU and U of M flavored so, so wallets. All, so all bad colors. What are your colors? Hmm? What are you co- your colors? Are you an Auburn man? Uh, no, just blood red. Just blood red. I fucking bleed for my school. <laughs> Just, like everybody's like i fucking bleed maize and blue and you're just standing there at the game slashing your body open you're like i just fucking bleed what school do you go to what school <laughs> we'll go to school i'm lightheaded i need to sit down um so actually this is just a fun, just a fun thing uh because i never knew it 
Um, this growing, better be fun, or grow, I'm gonna fucking throw this at your face. Growing up, what was your favorite children's poet? My favorite children's poet, yes, Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a children's poet, right? <laughs> Second favorite. Um, uh, I mean, Shel Silverstein okay, is you. the obvious that's, answer, and that's what I was looking for. So we went to <clears throat> a um a book dealer the other day, right? Because yeah. we had a bunch of stuff we wanted to get looked at just to see if it was worth anything. And um, while we're there, I'm looking at his uh, his collection that was up on his uh, his desk. Yeah, and he had this oversized like coffee table sized book uh, from Shel Silverstein called different shades i think it's called different shades or different different uh, dances different dances yeah have you read it before no it's crazy <laughs> i never knew that shell silverstein put out a super adult i never knew shell silverstein was a fucking pervert well i mean so, so here's the thing i flipped through it and i'm like this is amazing like, it's just such a weird thing like you grew up with it's all yeah. kid stuff and there's pictures of penises wrapped around people and like pictures of straight up fucking and blowjobs. Like one of his uh, <laughs> sketches is called The Blowjob. Like really? it's super adult. And I'm like, this is so weird. And is like, it the, it's the same types of illus- oh, illustrations it's, it's his from illustrations, like yeah. from the uh yeah, same exact ones. The sidewalk ends and, and there's and there's <laughs> so no poetry. Weird. It's all it's all image. It's all just images. erotic pictures. It's all well, but they tell a story though. It's like um it's like cartoon uh, squares. But instead of it being squares, it's you, just like, like comic strips. Yeah, it's like, it's like a comic strip minus like the strip. It's just kind of like, like multiple or plus the strip, right? <laughs> Think of a flip book if all the images were just next to each other, right? That's sure. how that's how like it's storyboard. Like yeah, sort yeah, of. yeah. So I'm flipping through this. I'm like, this is amazing, right? And it was a rather expensive book because <clears> apparently <throat> it wasn't like no, not many people knew about it. You did obviously, but like. I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. So I went on eBay and I was just like looking up to see what it's going for. And there was somebody getting rid of a copy for $12. Yeah. So I bought it. Read through the entire thing two nights ago. Yeah. It's fantastic. Really? It, dude, it's like, it's super adult, super mature, but like you read it. Or, you said or re- look at it. Right yeah. Now. I was going to say, you said you read through it, but well, it's I, just, I, I, I flipped just through images, the entire right? thing though. <clears throat> and it's like, I, you, 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 <laughs> read it quote unquote but it's like he really had his finger on the pulse of adulthood like it's it's crazy <laughs> like it's it's super good but i don't know I, I just thought that was fun like i'd never i never in a million years would have thought that shell silverstein put out that kind of a book yeah that's it's really so bizarre that's really weird so if you're ever interested in something like that different uh dances funny enough right that, different dances huh different dances different dances yeah yeah i own it i can't even know what it's called <laughs> Um, but no, I, it's, it's, it's super interesting if you're into that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I want to check it out. I, 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 I had heard about it. I never knew what the hell it was. So that's interesting. Like one of the, the, the blowjob one is literally a chick going down on the dude and he's all, he's all like happy about it and a big smile. And then his belly starts to extend and then it gets bigger and bigger and she's literally blowing him up and <laughs> ties him off and walks him around like a balloon to basically be like, if <laughs> you'll literally just follow your woman around, <laughs> if she give, like our men will just become a toy as long as he's getting it basically. It's interesting. <laughs> or it's, it's you, inter- however you want to look at it. Well, yeah. it's it's weird cuz you could look at it two different ways. Like you could look at it the very adult way of thinking like men are very motivated by sex, right? And they would, you know, essentially she he becomes someone who some he'll just follow sure. her wherever she goes because she's giving or, him or you can think about it in the, what's kind of weird and creepy about it is you're thinking, oh, this is Shel Silverstein. You could also think about it from a kid's point of view. Not a kid. I'm not ta- like not like a child, but like 
think about the first time you ever heard the word blowjob when you were younger. Yeah. What did that what image did that conjure up? And you <laughs> and you think like and that's so like he's it's kind of he's kind of so you're blowing raspberries? Well, it's kind of like a dual purpose sort of message, yeah. oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like you could take it the literal way that a young person would think about it mm-hmm. and think like, "Oh, she's blowing him up through his dick?" Like that's weird. Or men become this like the thing that will just follow women around if they give them sex. That's really well. There's also there's it's another one. Sp- it's kind of there's another one where there's a naked dude and a naked chick standing across from each other, and his penis just jumps across the page, goes into her vajayjay, yeah. and then it comes out her backside, <laughs> and then she takes it and whips it over her shoulder and throws it back at him and chokes him around the neck, and then she's just walking around while he's being choked out by his own dick basically meaning that he is the victim of his own like sure yeah wow <laughs> yeah it's crazy that's weird man it's, yeah it's, bring, it's super bizarre bring it over next week well, you just come visit it. me you know no fuck oh, okay. you okay you don't you never invite me over <laughs> always you're always invited over am i always really no, okay no yeah my girlfriend hates you <laughs> i know i know she does i'm quite aware um no anyway okay right on uh speaking of getting choked out by your own dick that's not a correction oh uh <laughs> speak speak what no what i was gonna say that's not a correction no oh well, that's, that's everything some, right that's something doing, that that's some, one thing's right something that actually happens on a daily basis anyway let's get into some corrections from last week stupid you're so stupid so you'd never know it, but we just waited about 15 minutes for me to grab a charger and my phone could charge. Oh, it was longer than that. So so that I could give you this correction, James. Rob Zombie and Spider-One are full brothers, not half-brothers. So we didn't have to wait <laughs> for your phone to charge and load up because I already had that one. Why didn't you tell me that? You didn't tell me. I didn't know what you it was. You just said, I have corrections. I just if can't remember what they were. If you would have said that you had that, I probably would have remembered it. You didn't ask, dude. You, you should have been like, I have corrections. What do you have? My goodness. All right. Um, well, Carney informed me that we did not dox him. Oh, okay. Because he hasn't lived in Fenton since 2018. And oh. I completely forgot about well, that. Well, you're a bad friend. Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> um, it just slipped my mind. That's all. The art horror film. That's right. He with... lives in. Well, I'm not going to actually do it now. Also, I don't Sue know. Saint Marie. <laughs> That's it. Uh, the art horror film with Dora Madison is called Bliss. That's the one. That is the where one. Where she was doing the drugs and stuff. Yes. Yes. That was one of the corrections that I didn't write down that I remembered while we were or while I was listening to it. Right. And yeah. the average life expectancy for a man in America is seventy-eight. Yeah, I saw that. Point seventy-nine. That seems young. Years. It seems super young. We're not a very healthy people. That's true. You know what I mean? I watched a documentary on people of Iceland the other day. Iceland. 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 100% um, uh, uh, what, what's the word? Uh, renewable energy and all that stuff. No carbon footprint. Dude, Iceland's living good. They're living good. Yeah, what's the life expectancy? Probably over 100. It's not over 100. I think it's like over 120. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure it is. Over 120, well, Mike? Because yeah, they keep everyone on ice. Oh my God. <laughs> Was that whole setup just a, was no, that whole no. thing just a setup for they, a joke? They, they, they got to be old though. There's like two people that live there. Okay, they're probably old. Yeah, and by the way, that's how you can do renewable energy and no carbon footprint is because there's only three people who live in Iceland. Mm, I, I'm not gonna get into it. It's super interesting and it's t- 
totally plausible elsewhere. Super interesting, though. Yeah, nuclear. Uh, anyway, though, yeah, is that... Just uh, fucking nuclear. Nuclear is, is that, the answer. It's not, though. Uh, do you got anything else? Uh, no, that's it. All right, cool. James, what are we doing this week? Uh, so this week, we're wrapping up our tour of the Wanniverse. Oh, it's a good tour. With Annabelle Comes Home uh-huh. and The, the Conjuring. Conjuring. The damn devil made me do it. The damn devil. Um. So, with that... Oh. Let me... Uh, what? Is there a window open? No. no. I thought I heard something like wispy. I don't wispy. think so. That was weird. I thought it was like, oh. like the wind wisp. A will of the wisp? A will of the wisp. A will of the wisp. What Whatever. is it? What's a will of the wisp? I don't know. Oh, that's one of those freaky deaky lights that people see in the swamp. You know what I'm oh, talking about? Oh, yeah. Aren't the, they honey, the honey badger swamp. Aren't they called the will of the wisp? Uh, Maybe. Do you know what I'm talking like, about at like all? The swamp, like the swamp gas? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, quote unquote, <laughs> swamp, swamp gas. gas. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not spirits. It's sw- friggin' swamp gas. Go to hell. Um. Uh, so to go with that, from uh, Waxwing Brewery, Wax Wings Brewery, I'm sorry, and again, I'm sorry, because it's not Waxwing's Brewery, it's Waxwing's Brewing Company. Get it right, James. Third time's a charm. In Kalamazoo, Michigan, this is called The Pursuit. Makes sense, right? Yes, it does. I mean, these movies are literally all about demons. Chasing people, fucking chasing you down. And um, the can's pretty fucking wicked, if I do say so myself. The can is wicked, and I love a wicked can. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love a wicked can, and uh, uh, it really, it kind of, it it goes along with the theme of tonight. Like for sure, this is definitely a horror horror beer through and through. It's a, uh, it's all green and black, which is very cool looking, and it it's got uh, a. A man standing in front of a mirror, a full-length mirror, and he has his own severed head in his hand. And in the mirror, it's a pic. It's uh, the reflection is of his skeleton, with holding its, head. holding its skull in his hand. Pretty, uh, pretty ba. Pretty, pretty cool. And this is a double IPA, sixteen ouncer. Oh, oh boy, eight point five percent. Eight point five percenter. Did, ABV. Uh, did you look this up to see if there was a write-up? Uh, I did, and then I lost it. Oh, good job, James. I don't think there's much of anything, so... Okay. So, anyway... uh, Oh. Oh, there's a... Oh, interesting. What do you got? What do you got? Well, this is called The Pursuit, and then there's another one, which I can't... I'm not going to pick my uh, thing up to show you, my computer, but there's one also called The Pursued. Oh. And it's essentially the same can except for the guys holding his head up above his shoulders. Ah, okay. Very, very interesting. Well, that's fun. Um, yeah, so still, anyway. Still no write-up for it, though? No. I oh, don't, okay. I don't see anything, sorry. That's good enough. Let's give this boy a crack. Yeah, let's crack her. <laughs> let's give this boy a crack. <laughs> let's, let's give this boy crack. <laughs> let's see what his bones taste like. Ooh, that's... Oh, it smells that's, nice. That's hazy. Um... That is hazy. I got a lot of beer in my glass. Good lord, down it. Trying, you need to. Holy shit, that looks like orange juice. I know it's it's fucking hazy as orange juice, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael, oh, with good, the though. hot commentary. Cool. That is that is a strong scent, dude. That's what she said. About, very, very about me because ah. I because I only shower a couple times a week. Very citrusy though. Um, I once knew a guy who would only shower like every five, about five to, or six days. I thought you were about to break out in poem like Shel Silverstein. 
No. I once knew a guy who was dirt. I once knew a man from Matras whose balls were made of fine brass. Um, <laughs> I knew a guy who only showered like every five or six days. That's disgusting. He didn't have BO at all. That, that's gross. <clears throat> I think you were just used to it. No. He literally didn't smell bad ever. Patchouli? No. <laughs> no, he wasn't a hippie. He's just lazy. <laughs> Andy P? No. <laughs> no, because he only showered Inside every jokes. five days, and he did smell. Ah, uh, nice. So anyway, let's give this a try. Okay. Cheers, Cheers, sir. bud. I'm not going to reach over my nah, computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. That, that is, is magically delicious. That is good. There's no aftertaste. No, weird. there's not an aftertaste. There's it's like very a, clean. There's a weird sharpness to it. Like a, Actually, I didn't even get a sharpness. That sort of lingers. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't yeah know. no, didn't yeah. get it. That's, uh, that's weird. That's not bad. That's a little weird. It's, but it's good. It's delicious. It, it's weird. The Pursuit is on their website, but The Pursuit is not. That's because it was mm. It was persuaded. The Pursuit. The pursu- <laughs> so this is The Pursuit. This is... 8.5% double IPA. The Pursued is a 10% quadruple IPA. Holy shit. Okay. I didn't even know that a quadruple <laughs> IPA existed. Uh, triple I- well, was I've heard of triple IPAs. Yeah. Not a quad. That's it's a like, quad, baby. That's like drink or, or chewing it. I feel like it's like... It's, like it's beer, so thick. It's like beer taffy. <laughs> Ew. Oh, wait. Hold on. That sounds delicious. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> my, my first reaction was ew, but that that sounds lovely. Uh, all right, James. Have you ever had beer flavored gummies or or? Uh, no, I mean hop flavored things. I suppose there's uh, what the hell but, is the name of that company? Like if you're at at Meyer in the checkout, there's a company who has like champagne flavored gummies. Okay, and I think they have beer flavored ones too. Interesting, and they're pretty good. Really? Yeah, that's a total total shimfo. Totally doesn't matter. <laughs> Doing real good here, James. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the eight point five percenter, baby. Yeah, and it's yeah. Thursday. I was completely unprepared. Completely and unprepared. And I haven't slept in like four days, so Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um well, so, don't worry. We'll be uh the, the Friday nights will be coming back soon. Yeah, exactly. And um I don't That was absolutely a setup for coming soon and you Oh just... speaking of coming <laughs> soon, it's time for trailer trashed. Man, I fucking nailed that. James got a, uh, a f- <laughs> I got a treat for you, James. I got a prayer. Yeah, got a prayer. Okay. Take, take two. All right. Hey, James. Yeah. I got a treat for you this week. Oh, do your fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> uh, but I love you. Uh, I have not one trailer, but two trailers i've for seen them week. both ah fuck well yeah, go we're gonna watch yourself. them anyway okay. uh two bombs dropped this week well okay. a bomb and a half <laughs> really <laughs> uh but the first one uh we've both watched it but we're gonna watch it again and talk about it because we can't not talk about it because we've been talking about it for like the last six months you follow uh, still yes you good yep. okay yeah trailer for the monsters dropped yes and uh, we are going to rewatch it because why not? And then because um, that's that's literally what this segment's all about. That's it. So we're <laughs> we're so good at this. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, if you have not seen it yet, go track it down, watch it, come back and join us, and uh, 
talk about it with us to yourself listening to a podcast <laughs> and look like a weirdo in public <laughs> man i hope that somebody does that <laughs> You pretend like Somebody's you're having a conversation. sitting in their car just talking to themselves, to us. Um, this is The Munsters. That may have been the quietest session we've ever had watching a trailer. <laughs> um, so what is your... We've been talking about this movie a lot. Yeah. What is your impression <clears throat> of the Munsters now finally seeing it on... I just can't get a good... Like, that's everything you would need to get an impression of something. And I still can't really... It's weird. Uh it being that colorful feels really weird. Somebody well, somebody brought up on Do You Love Horror. I think I think it might have been Alex from uh, from Beyond the Void says it. The jokes don't. The jokes without a laugh track just feel like corny. super corny. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I agree 100%. with a laugh track. They might work. Maybe I, I, I and I see I see what Rob Zombie is trying to do. He's trying to like really dial in on that. That the, the, camp the camp of yeah. the original monsters. I hope that it, I hope the movie does have a laugh track. That I would hope so that too. would help it. I really do. Um, I, I also don't think that Rob Zombie intentionally sabotaged it. No, I think that no. I think that he really he comes from a place of loving it. Oh, We've he been loves about the that monsters. For a long time. Yeah, absolutely. I think though, honestly, this is just a really bad trailer. I think I, I think it's a bad trailer. I that, hope so. That doesn't highlight the movie in the way that it needs to. I hope so. Um, uh, Sher- you're right. the- Sherry Moon looks like she's at her at her absolute worst. Yeah, she looks pretty wooden. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's not even wooden. It's like it's it's too. It, like I don't know. It's it's like like she's trying too hard to play the character. Yeah, like like it's it's not natural. Like too campy. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't know. I, I, just, I as much well, as as much as I love. Um, uh, what's his name? The guy that plays Herman. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, Jeff Daniel yeah, Phillips. I love Jeff Daniel Phillips. Here's the thing, though. Herman Munster has such an iconic low baritone voice yeah. that hearing him speak in sort of a higher like register. The, oh, that's a weird way to say hi to somebody. Why is he it, doing it? Like, but that's his voice. That's but, his voice. But like, I... D- n- no, I, I... We've... My, my natural voice is up here. I can also... That's I can, true. Also, That's I can true. also lower my voice if I need yeah, to. You know what I point. mean? Like you don't have to. Like you don't. Yeah. Have... Maybe he didn't want to come off like he was trying to be the same actor, but like well, I dude... feel like the character needs that, and it's it it, it kind yeah. of throws you a little bit. Yeah. Now he I looks, will say he looks good. He looks good. He uh, looks the, good. It's just I don't know. The uh, grandpa though, I think is great. Yeah, he like looks when, and sounds great when he delivers the line. Like I, I could cook Ooh. you up a puppy down in the lab. Yeah, like he sounds, sounds exactly just like him. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, yeah, the colors sure. do throw me too. Like it's almost they like look, it's intentionally so bright and colorful. They look like it's, pretty cool. It's like it's like it's like when you it's like when uh, like when Technicolor first came out, sure. you know, and everything was like so overblown, so over the top because for the first time in forever. For the first time in forever, um, people were finally seeing color on TV, and so they, you know, it was like, like, like everything was so saturated and just looked, you know. 
I might change my opinion of this. I, I, I to, to build on that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I might change my opinion on this when I actually see the movie. <clears throat> but from the trailer, I almost wish they would have done like a Pleasantville kind of thing. Where it starts off in black and white to get you reacclimated with the characters in black and white. Well, and then you could have like the grandpa in his crazy lab do something that injects color in the. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. You, it's, it's the fucking monsters. You can we, do whatever you want it to. We don't know that they're not going to do that because the first couple trailers, true. Are, you know, featured like them coming the the classic intro of um uh them coming Herman Munster breaking stuff. through yeah. the door and stuff that was all in black and sure. white so i don't know maybe they maybe they'll do something like that maybe i hope so and maybe that's why everything is so over the top with the saturation in in the colors could be because it's like oh you know like maybe something happens that pulls them into the 21st century and, i sincerely hope so yeah i do but um, uh, but again also yeah i i really hope there's a laugh track cuz otherwise those jokes are just fucking well I'm all for corny jokes. I love old, like I grew up on Nick at Night. I I watched all the old, all the old um, monsters and stuff. uh, Monsters. I love Lucy, Mary Tyler Moore. Like I Dream of Jeannie, Bewitched. I watched all of that shit. And looking back on them now, I can still watch an episode of I Love Lucy, and the jokes are terrible, but the laugh track makes them makes them good. You know, I will make a promise to you right now. If this movie comes out and there is no laugh track, when it comes out um, on digital, I will put a laugh track to it. Good. Good. I, I would hope they would do that. Even if the movie doesn't get released like that, I would hope they would have like a laugh track version, a like a commentary feature. or something like right. that, like with that over it to make it feel like it more. Yeah. Um, but if they don't, I'm, I'm putting it down right now. I will do it. I can't imagine Rob Zombie with his love of the original monsters. I can't imagine him putting this movie out without a laugh track. Oh, yeah. You know tweet, what I mean? I might tweet him. Let him know. <laughs> Just wait and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay. But so, yeah, I don't know, dude. I'm still kind of up I'm in the torn air about on it. it. Yeah, I'm torn on it, too. It was not, it was not the best first foot forward for yeah. this movie. Yeah. In terms of, I'm still gonna in terms watch of it, my though. opinion. Oh, sure. I'm going to watch the shit out of it. But like... Yeah. Yeah, okay. So moving on now to trailer number two, James. This one I have not we seen. We are getting double trashed yep. tonight. Because it's a double IPA. It's an 8.5% or double IPA. Yes. Quad IPA. No, no, the other one's No, quad. the other one's a quad. Ah, that's yeah. it. So this is Orphan First Kill. Uh-huh. We have talked about this movie quite a bit also in the news uh, in the last year or so. Uh, mostly because they are recasting the same character with the same actress only she's actually old now as opposed to a young girl playing an older woman in the first movie she is now an i use the word older this might sound confusing but in the in the first movie they had isabel Furman playing uh well spoiler alerts here playing a a 12 year old who was actually like a 40 year old sure and now you have isabel Furman closer to 40 40. she's probably in her what late 20s Late twenties, thirties. Oh, oh, she's only no way. Is Milford? She's only twenty two. No, is that right? Ah, uh, then again, though, if she was only twelve and the movie came out, wait, that would make sense. Uh, what's? I'm terrible at math. Um, <laughs> ninety seven. She was born in ninety seven. Ninety seven. Two thousand seven. Two thousand seventeen. So she's, she's what twenty? So she's, she's twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. So wow, 20... she looks a lot older. Than that. <laughs> That's terrible. So now she's twenty five. Oh, she's and a babe she's... still. Don't get me wrong. Even so though now she's supposed she's... to be twelve. Now, so now, she's... now I just feel weird. Yeah. Now you just got really <laughs> creepy because uh, she was like twelve in the yeah, first yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So now she's a twenty five year old playing. You know, it's kind of reversed. Now yeah. she's a twenty five year old who's supposed to be playing at this point. 
who knows how young, right? So yeah, because so, this is first kill. Well, which this is a prequel. Suggests no, to me a, that it's yeah. This is supposedly a prequel. Right. So yeah. So interesting. So here's <clears> the uh, here's the trailer for it. We'll see how they did. Okay. Uh, this is orphan first kill. What is he doing here? We found your daughter. She's alive. The mother protects her family. No matter what. So it's weird because so the in the original movie, like you said, she's playing she's she's technically supposed to be older but she's playing a 12 year old even though she was 12 right this is the exact opposite of that and i will say now it's more of a believable that it's an older person playing a 12 year old yeah yeah (laughs) uh she definitely doesn't look 12 although in the in the first movie if you've never seen orphan there's a scene where she essentially uh like she she, like her age is kind of revealed that she's putting on makeup and she, like her she does look way older and she like uh, what does she do she takes out some false teeth something or something like, like that, that yeah. and like yeah. her teeth are all fucked like they make they effectively make her look much older than they she actually her is up, yeah um <laughs> uh it's it, you're like you're gonna have to watch this one and kind of put aside the first movie why or just not not oh, for the plot or anything, just because comparing the, comparing the which, image yeah. of her as an actual twelve year old playing a forty year old, uh, like that's it's very effective in this movie. It could be equally as effective because she still looks young, but it also it's it's pretty it's obvious. It's pretty obviously a twenty five year old woman playing a twelve year old now. Yeah, so, she. I w- I will say that that or, well a twenty five year old playing a twelve year old who's actually. 35, 35 or whatever. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I think the movie looks good though. Yeah, it I, does, I, yeah. I, everything else looks good. Um, I didn't know that Julia, Julia Stiles, Stiles was in the movie. Yeah. And two things. A, Julia Stiles really does look like she could be her mom. <clears throat> like they look strikingly similar. Uh well Which I thought was interesting. N- no, it's not her it's not her biological mom. Is it not? Well, no, because her she would know that she's a 40-year-old woman. <laughs> Well, no, because because the whole point is that she's not Esther. Oh wait, <laughs> no, no, no. They because in the trailer they said, oh, she's not Esther. Then who is she? Because so they think so. So, so, so Julia it, Stiles so it does seems like think, Ju- so Julia Stiles had a daughter and yeah. somehow they got separated she, and she now thinks that it's Esther and now is Isabel Furman's character is playing Esther. Yes. So she's still an older person. But to but but to to give the illusion though before that moment in the movie happens to give that illusion that she is her mother, they do look similar. Oh. Like they okay. look like they could be, you sure. know. Yeah. Um point number two, Julia Stiles, still a babe. Still a total babe. Still yeah. a babe. Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of people back in the day used to give her shit. Like, For oh, what? she looks weird on this and that. I never what? thought Who so. Who said that? A lot of people. Really? A lot of people in my circles did, yeah. I, they, they never, they always thought that I was crazy. A lot of people I thought, in your circles were <laughs> idiots. And I've always thought yeah, no, Julia I, Stiles was very pretty. I agree. I weird, agree. dude. Uh, but um, anyway, though, uh, yeah, that was, um, that's Orphan First Kill. I think it looks good. Yeah. I I'm going to give it the I benefit. I think so, too. And like I said, you just kind of have to, like Orphan, I really liked Orphan. Mm-hmm. It was effectively creepy and, and, and very uncomfortable. <laughs> and I think this movie looks equally as creepy and uncomfortable, yep. but you just kind of have to, you kind of have to compartmentalize a little bit to sure 
keep the images away from each other just there was because it, it, it could kind of spoil it for you if you sure. think too much about the fact that she's she looks older now sure sure and she's supposed to be playing an even younger kid sure so if you've never seen any of the movies wait till this one's out watch this one first and then you won't be and then you won't be you know <laughs> and then when you watch <laughs> and then when you watch orphan you'll be like oh wow <laughs> she looks really i mean I, I mean maybe maybe she just got much better at I feel doing like herself up to look they like they prided a- themselves on not de-aging her for this movie like that was like a point of pride for like the makers of the movie yeah i actually almost feel like it would have benefited benefited from know, it though. a little I, bit I, I just to like soften her up a little bit you know i just feel like it would have been too obvious i don't know i don't know, I don't know. there's there was a scene though where she's comparing like her young picture to like her in the mirror where she looks older yeah and the older version of her has like blood splatter on her yeah. face i'm not gonna lie it's kind of hot <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah, she's 25. She's fine. Someday there's going to be headlines <laughs> about you, Mike. <laughs> Only the best. Me for president. <laughs> Dude, neither one of us could ever run for public office no. because somebody would just go, What's somebody would just Google go, look like? <laughs> start at episode one of the Buzzkill podcast, and <laughs> within 10 minutes, you'll realize that these people are not fit for office. On the bright side, though, our podcast would finally get a bunch of plays. Yeah, hell yeah. (laughs) So maybe we should run for (laughs) office. (laughs) All right. Anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. And that was Trailer Trash. So let's get into the Blade Feed. The Blade Feed. James, yeah, uh, there is not a not a whole lot of news this week. Yeah, at all, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's only been three days, so yeah. not a whole lot of news has dropped. Uh, but I will say this: uh, the next Scream in the franchise is uh, you know gearing up to start filming pretty soon here. Oh, there's another one. Uh, oh yes, there's a sixth one coming. Another and, one. Uh, what's exciting is with the uh, the news that Nev Campbell was not coming back, kind of left a void. I still haven't seen Scream 5, so... You don't need to. Well... Well, no, 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 you need to, but that news doesn't spoil anything. Doesn't it? And we've already gone over this. I guess it... We know that Neff Campbell doesn't ah, die. but I don't remember anything, so just shut up. Just continue. <laughs> <laughs> she's... She's... She is the franchise. Shut up and okay? continue. Point is, um, <clears throat> with, the, uh, with the announcement that Neff Campbell was not returning, they have uh, replaced her with, I think, a suitable replacement. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not replaced, but a new character uh, in the form of... Neve from Catfish. They just wanted to go with somebody with a similar name. That's it. Yeah. Uh, joining the cast of Scream 6, Samara Weaving. Oh, right on. Right I'm on. a big fan of Samara Weaving. I do like Samara Weaving. Um, so, And I think that she... I, I, Yes. I think she could be a great addition to the cast, though, even going forward, though. Even if she stuck around for two or three movies. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. When Neve comes back, you know, like, yeah. come on. I, I think she's great. She's great in everything that she does. I love the Scream franchise. Even the bad ones, I can find enjoyment in them. Sure. Um, so I'm all for this. I think this is a great addition. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's going to suck without Nev Campbell there. Is it never Neve? Did we ever figure this out? What? Is it Nev Campbell or Neve Campbell? It's never. That's Campbell. what I thought. That's what I thought. Okay. What? Yeah, there was just, never any question. You just said Neve, and I was like, "Am I saying?" I it said wrong? Neve. Neve from Catfish. Oh, was that a thing? Neve Shulman. I don't watch Catfish. You know who? Oh, is he the dude? Is he the, the? Is he the host? Yes. Oh, his name was Nate. No. 
<laughs> Whatever. Um, point is, though, uh, that's awesome news. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. All right, James, uh, what's new on Blue? Already? Already. Not a lot of news this week. Yikes. Uh, Tom Holland's horror classic, Fright Night, is coming to 4K Ultra HD on October 4th. and it Never is... heard of it. Shut your fucking... <laughs> And it's packed with over 14 hours of brand new special features, including deleted scene storyboards, a never-before-seen alternate trailer, a 35th anniversary cast reunion and script reading, conversation with Brian Fuller and Fright Night star Amanda Bierce about the film's queer subtext and its metaphorical power, the story of the Fright Night novelization, and SFX storyboard comparisons. But all of these special features only serve in Gilding the Lily because... The real news about this release is that it will forever adorn your mantle in its stunning bearskin steelbook <laughs> and bearskin packaging. I, to, I just want to start putting out movies in different animal skins. <laughs> uh, Called the Animal Kingdom. I could do that, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. There I literally go. have a I have a whole shelf of animal skins <laughs> sitting behind me right now. There you go. It's a new it's a new venture. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, that's it for blues, dude. Oh, that really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, there was uh, there was another thing about a a pos- there, a rumor that um, uh, what the hell was it? Was it Night of the Living Dead? Uh, well, no, yeah, Night of the Living Dead's coming out in four K. No, it's, only, it's it's rumored. Okay, rumored. It's coming. I'm gonna wait for the official announcement. That's like it's rumored that I'm coming right now. <laughs> It's rumored. <laughs> um, is that is that how you let her know? <laughs> uh, did you hear? It's rumored that I'm <laughs> that you, I'm coming. Did you hear? <laughs> um, okay, well, if that's the case, then uh, oh, the news just broke. <laughs> <laughs> the last bit of news I have is for two movies whose uh, are changing some release dates here. Unfortunately, um, the Train to Busan remake, the last train to New York, uh, is supposed to be. It was supposed to have been releasing April 21st, 2023. However, uh, that is not happening anymore. It's um, now coming out on April 22nd, 2023. Yeah. One day later. Um, so yeah, cr- it's... Crowds uh, are going to have to wait. Yeah, it's not there anymore. They're pushing it out of its release date, so uh, we'll see what happens. Oh, they um, haven't announced the... No, it says Warner's is temporarily undating the New Line zombie movie, The Last Train to New York, previously on April 21st of next year. That's what my girlfriend did to me in high school. I'm undating you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was that, that it was sucks. the nicest way to break I up with she, me ever. I thought she put you on the last train to New York. <laughs> Just get out of here. We're officially undating. Um, so that sucks. Also, the Salem's Lot remake, directed by Mr. Gary Dauberman, oh. who we'll talk about later on. Oh, my land. Spoilers. Um, his Salem's Lot remake uh, was supposed to be coming out in September of this year, and it moves to April of next year. Okay. So quite a bit. Um, you know what, though? I'm all for it. If it means they're going to make a better version of the movie and they're not sure, going to be yeah. rushed, I'm all about it. So you know, I, I have was... yet to read the book. That's coming in the mail. So I, uh, I have read the book, and I enjoyed it. I also, I didn't know that. I just finished um, The Long Walk. Yes. Which was so Stephen King wrote under the Bachman. name <laughs> Bachman. <laughs> Stephen King had uh, wrote under the pseudonym uh, Richard Bachman. Bachman. <laughs> what is it? Bachman. Bachman. Uh, Richard Bachman. Uh, Such a douche name. <laughs> Dick Bachman. Dick Bachman. Dick Bach. 
I have a friend named Brett Bachman. Are you I'll saying be, that he has a I'll douche be name? Dick Bach. <laughs> um, but that movie was also supposed to become supposed to be uh, turned into a feature length film yeah. directed by Andre Overdahl. Oh, and I can't find any information on that. Eh, so I got dropped. I don't know if it it would make a very cool movie. I had never read it before, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Like. Don't only spoil it. Don't spoil it. For only me. Stephen King, or in this case, Richard Bachman, got it. Could make walking interesting. <laughs> it's literally just people walk. Well, aside from Tolkien, obviously. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> but it's it's well, liter- not according to fucking Brian. Right? <laughs> it's, it's literally just a. It's a book about a hundred dudes walking for ten. It's a ten-hour book. Cool. And uh, and it's very enthralling. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I would walk for 10 straight hours and I would walk for none fucking more. Yeah. 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 Because <laughs> who wants 11 miles? Oh, the book 11 is 11 hours. The on. book is 10 hours, by the way. Oh. Not not oh. the actual. Because. But, but wa- he walked for 10 hours then. <laughs> because because wa- walking for 10 hours would not be that hard, right? Yeah. Walking for ten hours. I feel like I feel like you get to hour five and be like this fucking sucks, <laughs> dude. You 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 walk you walk probably ten hours a day as it is, at the very least. Yeah, but you're not paying attention to it. If you're if you're just doing nothing but walking. Yeah, but if if you're with a hundred dudes, you're just like we should ask chum, Chris coming it up. We should ask Chris why? Cause why is there a joke Cr- here? Chris walking. <laughs> Oh, Christopher Walken. Wow. Wow. Nice. On that note. You're an idiot. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, that's it for the news, right? That's it. Okay. Well, that's that it. was quick. Yep. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break. And when we get back, once more into the breach. Yes, sir. To finish it up with the Wanniverse. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Here it is, James. Here what is? This is the end of the journey. Shut up. It's taken us like forever and it, a half. And a day. Forever and a day. Um. Yeah, it's... Wow, when did we start the Wanniverse? It I was a while ago. I actually don't know. Let's find out. Keep the uh, keep the people interested here. I'm going to keep the people interested with a, with a little bit of trivia about whales. I actually... <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought maybe I could look up whale <laughs> trivia really quickly, but it's uh, it's not happening. Nope. Um, I'm holding you to so it. So did you? I'm so holding you to it. Here's here's a here's a fun <laughs> fact. My it won't load. Oh no! <laughs> Balneology is the study of which creatures? Whales. Oh. Ball balneology. We started this journey. No, hold on. I'm I'm no. <laughs> No, I'm talking about whales. So okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> somehow the first thing that I clicked on was this was this website that said 37 interesting facts about whales, and it's all a bunch of like it's all a bunch of facts with a blank, and then you click on the answer. Every single answer is whale. 
Oh, I picked the. I yeah. So read me one. Oh, I just I clicked out of it already. Oh, fine. Okay. Sorry. So we did the very first episode, episode two thirty five, called "We Got the Ghost Clap" back in April of twenty one. Wow. So over a year. Okay. We have uh, we have stretched this retrospective. We've got the ghost clap. We got the ghost clap. Classic title. So we are now here to finish it with Annabelle comes home and Conjuring Three. The devil made me do it. Now, the first one, uh, Annabelle Comes Home from 2019, uh, you might as well call this movie The Conjuring 2.5. Might you? Might as well. Might as well you? Not only is it the only movie outside of the Conjuring universe that features Ed and Lorraine Warren prominently. They show up in some other ones, but like prominently, they're in this one. Wait, hold on. What did you just say? I said it's the only movie outside of the conjuring movies that feature ed and lorraine warren prominently okay they do show up at the end i think at the beginning or beginning or end of one of the other animal movies okay yeah. but i mean this one they're they're supporting characters at the beginning of the end it's more they're more than just cameos they're they're in the first like 10 minutes of the movie and at the end the last five minutes of the movie. <laughs> but they're more than cameos, is my point. Okay, yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. All right. And it takes place in their home with yes. their daughter. Right. This is, like I said, Conjuring 2.5. It might as well be. And this one fits into the timeline in sort of a weird place, right? Because it's it happens, obviously, after Annabelle creation mm-hmm. and after Aunt Annabelle the movie, but it happens... No, this, this takes place directly after the first Annabelle. Annabelle Creation was a prequel. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, but this movie takes place before... What was the What was the movie? Which movie was it where... <clears throat> it wasn't The Nun. I think it was The Conjuring 2, where uh, Valak is standing at the end of the hallway. It's Conjuring 2. That's The Conjuring 2. Yep. Yep. So this movie takes place before that movie. I thought it was after. No, well, no, because remember when when uh, Lorraine Warren walks downstairs and her daughter's standing there and she goes, "Mom, who's that?" and she points at Valak at the end of the hall. Yeah. The daughter's old. So, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So this movie takes place after after Annabelle and after The Conjuring, but before The Conjuring Two. Okay, right. okay, okay. I, I'm right. getting it now. I'm putting it together. Right. All right. Um, I will say this. I will say this. This is the only movie uh, where Judy Warren, the daughter, is recast. Uh, she pl- she's played by the same actress for all the other movies except for this one, probably because she was too old at the time to play the younger version. Right. This is supposed to be the younger version um, of Judy. But McKenna Grace, who we've seen in Ghostbusters and a couple other movies, she's fucking fantastic. Yeah, she's great. She's the best part of this movie. Uh, she's you, so good. Yeah. She... she she plays the like the sympathetic outcast so well. She really you know? does, yeah. Like I I really liked her in Ghostbusters uh for that very same reason. I mean for a bunch of reasons, but like she just makes you she makes you feel for her, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you she's she's been put in this situation where her family is this <laughs> this weird, like very in the spotlight kind of entity. And and everybody's afraid of the Warrens, and 
she's well, there's just a, an... there's a newspaper article that comes out, so nobody really knew before the article. Well, before I think I, I feel like before the article, people had ideas, but there's nobody rumors. really knew. Right, there was rumors, but then once the article became public, everybody started becoming afraid of the house, afraid of her. Her parents were freaks, this and that. So therefore, <laughs> she's a freak. Right, like, right. And she really does sell it. Like there's there's in both of these movies had uh, a part, both of them at the very end. Where I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to sit here and say oh, are you it got me. No, oh. it, it, it it literally got me. Mikey. The part where it shut the fuck up, big softy, you son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> at the very end though, like when she, her whole this whole movie sort of revolves book is bookended by the fact that her birthday is coming up. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of the movie, she's like bullied because nobody wants to come to her birthday party because she's a freak, yeah. right? But then by the end of the movie, everyone wants to come to her birthday because things have changed and yada yada right sure yeah the end of the movie though where everyone like like they're sitting at the party and it's just ed and lorraine with her and it's like well we'll have a party ourselves right oh yeah you've seen that a million times but then for some strange reason it's because of fucking mechanic grace she's so good mm-hmm. and she you feel for her so, yeah. she's so sad <laughs> looking but like she got it out of me though like you know what i'm saying like i i i I welled up a little bit like when the kids started coming or whatever and she was like <clears throat> she went from being super sad to being super happy because yeah it just it worked it's a yeah. good performance it's a like fucking great performance like i said she she plays that sympathetic loner kind of character so well um and i'm 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 really like my biggest exposure to her is is uh this movie and ghostbusters, ghostbusters. Okay. So I haven't really seen her in much else where she's she, she might be playing other characters, but yeah, uh, like other types of characters. But this kind of character she plays amazingly. Um, yeah, she's. Um, I'm I'm rambling at this point, but I, in a world where there's a ton of in shit, a world in a, in a world in a world where there's tons of shitty child actors, she's not one of them. No, I guess she's is great. what I want to say. She's fantastic. Um, so 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 real quick, let's get the uh, the housekeeping out of the way here. Uh, this movie was directed by housekeeping. Gary Doberman, yes, uh, who, like we said, was uh, directing the new Salem's Lot movie. Right. Uh, also, he is the writer of all of the Annabelle movies. The writer of It chapters one and two. Uh, he did uh, the new Are You Afraid of the Dark? So he's he's been everywhere. He's he's building quite the name for himself. Um, but yeah, uh, while babysitting, the daughter of Ed and Lorraine Warren, a teenager and her friend, unknowingly mistaken and uh, awaken rather an evil spirit trapped in a doll. Be better if they were mistaken it for the, the pizza man. That That'd is, cool. that's not really it's, a, that's not a great description. That's not a, cause it's not an evil, first of all, it's not an evil spirit. Nope. It's not trapped. Well, it, it is an evil spirit, technically, sort of. Well, it's a demon. Okay. Let me, and it's not trapped in the doll. It's let attached me refresh. to the doll. Let me refresh you. Okay. Let me refresh you. While babysitting the daughter of Ed and Lorraine Warren, a dumb fucking teenager comes over and opens the case of Annabelle, which draws in all the spirits. Also wrong. Because the teenager who was babysitting Ed and Lorraine Warren's nah, daughter... Her friend. Was... Her friend did it. <laughs> so here we go. Okay. While babysitting the daughter of Ed and Lorraine Warren, a teenager's dumb fucking friend comes <laughs> over and unknowingly awakens a demon attached... To nope, a doll. Nope, because this demon was not attached to the doll. The doll was a conduit for other demons. Huh? Yeah. No, wait. You're right. Sorry. Yeah, of you're course right. I am. The black, the black <laughs> rammed horn demon was the sorry, sorry. It was the same demon, right? Yep. You're yeah. right. Sorry. So I I think the I think because what might be confusing you is at the beginning of this movie when they have Annabelle in the back seat. Yeah. <laughs> 
When they have Annabelle riding in the backseat of their car, yeah, she looks out and she sees all those other yes ghosties. Yes, by well, the... there was there was an accident. They just passed her over and they saw the ghost of somebody from the oh, accident. Yeah. And Lorraine's like, like saw the ghost and the ghost was confused and she's like, "You've been in an accident." That was a little bit fucking spooky. It because was. The, it was because the ghost said the same thing that the chick said that the satanic cult chick said. In the first Annabelle movie, I like your doll. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That shit was kind of spooky. And that comes back in The Conjuring 3. They're it, all connected, really. Actually, I like how this... It's, it's, a, it's the fucking one It's a bow, verse, baby. It's a good it's bow, though. Verse. It's a good bow. I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, but... Uh, so, what happens at the beginning of this movie is... Uh, is they they take Annabelle. Uh, and it, well, it's essentially what happens at the beginning of the Annabelle movies. They yeah. take her. They or the, end, they of the say, end of the Annabelle movie. Right. They say uh, they say that we're going to take this. We're going to keep it in a safe place. I when they set the tone at the beginning of this movie, I was like, okay, I don't think I'm going to like this because it's going to be too corny. Because there's one line from uh, Lorraine Warren that I was just like, all right. Where they finally put Annabelle in their in her case mm-hmm. behind the the church the chapel glass yeah and they uh, they lock the case and then Lorraine Warren like very seriously looks at uh, Ed Ed Warren and says the evil is contained and I go <laughs> oh my god dude like that's fucking this is corny, be corny as shit. line after corny line yeah but for me personally. And I'm just gonna kind of jump into my feelings about this movie because other, unless there's something else you want to talk about first. Oh no, it's fine. Um, I really, really liked the direction they took this movie in, and it was because so like they set the tone with that cheesy ass line, and I was like, oh, this, like every other movie in the Wanaverse up to this point had a very serious tone, even though they were continually, continually getting kind of worse and worse like let's face it the nun and la llorona yeah. both sucked right yeah going into these i i didn't know what to expect. i had very low expectations yeah. so when we started this movie with lorraine warren very seriously saying the evil is contained i was like oh, i don't know why i gave her a southern accent because <laughs> the evil is contained because she's got more of a midwest <laughs> accent um but i was like oh, that's gonna be corny as shit and then they brought the kids into the the whole situation and then they got rid of ed and lorraine warren and i was like okay this is i it's starting to it's starting to take on a different feel and then by the middle of the movie i was i was i was like i'm really really enjoying this movie and it's because they embraced the they embraced the experience of what kids would be going through in this situation right they, so, and, and they injected is, a little bit of comedy into it. Yeah, even. what this movie really did well is it blended the feelings you got from watching the first Halloween movie mm-hmm. and then a movie like uh, House of the Devil. Right. Those two movies combined is kind of this movie. Yeah. Now, I will say, I don't know how you felt about this. <clears throat> um, I thought that the idea that they could bring to life all of the different um, demons and spirits from the room, they went a little overboard. Like I didn't like the fact that there was a fucking werewolf outside. I thought I, that was see, stupid. I, I thought it was dumb. I I I I would have thought it was dumb in any other movie, 
but I yeah, I felt I like just, I felt like it worked in this movie because I thought it, was, it just felt like a dumb plot device. Like because there's no backstory to the werewolf, it just showed up. The same thing with the samurai armor. Well, though, like, I, I thought mean, that was dumb too. But every everything everything in that room, everything in the room has I get something evil attached. I to get it. that. It just it felt like, and even though I didn't think this movie was terrible, it kind of felt like what like the Goosebumps movie did, where it's like it was just grabbing from anything in its whole archive of things but you like the just, goosebumps movie but i didn't think it was great <laughs> like it was fun i i wouldn't well, necessarily say that it was a great movie though. but that's that's kind of i guess that's kind of my point about this movie was it was it a great movie no was it sure. fun it was very fun i think they could have i just think they could have very easily dialed back on a little bit of that and focused it a bit more you could have <clears throat> more than one entity there right I just think the way that they could have done it, like maybe not make it so cartoony with being a werewolf or being samurai. Like there was very cartoony almost those I, aspects of it. I feel like, and and let me let, oh, Ooh, hello. Uh, I feel like, I feel like that was extremely intentional for uh, one major reason. And that's because like you said, we kind of, we kind of like jumped from, the typical Wanniverse fair into more of a sleepover horror sort of feel. And to me, the idea of bringing the whole onslaught of, of evil ghoulies into this thing, evil, ghoulies. evil ghoulies like that to me, it's like you were, it's like you were seeing the conjuring universe through the eyes of kids. Sure. I guess I can see that. You know what I mean? Which is what it was. Now, uh, and then like, to, like the whole and the, when, when uh, what the hell is her character's name? The uh, the the girl, the girl who unleashed all the. I was just about to say the movie too. If you if you if you haven't seen it and you're still listening to this, you have uh, obviously Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson playing Lorraine Ed Warren. Yeah. Um, McKenna Grace, like we mentioned, beautifully playing Judy Warren. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have Madison Eisman <clears throat> uh, playing Mary Ellen. I wish I know which which I couldn't figure out where I knew her from. She's in uh she's in Trick or Treat, not Trick or Treat. Uh, Tales of Halloween. Tales of Halloween. Yeah, she's yeah, the. Yeah, she uh, gets gutted. The, yeah, yeah. Spoiler but alert. I, but I know her very well from that role. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. I fuck. She's a babe. Um, <laughs> then you have uh, Katie uh, Serafay who plays Daniela. Serif, probably. Serif, yeah. <laughs> Katie Serafay. <laughs> Whatever. Um, um, she plays Daniela, who is the girl that is unwillingly or unwittingly. Uh, releasing all the stuff because she's trying to contact her father, who she thinks that she is responsible for her his death. So yeah, it was a car accident. Um, and then you have Michael Semino who plays Bob. Bob's got balls. Bob's got balls. I loved Bob. Bob's great. <laughs> um, but going back real quick, just to because you 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 mentioned that uh, the whole thing felt sort of kitty and sort of cartoony, like a it's goosebumps a thing. Yeah. At the end of the movie, when uh, when what's her face, uh, Kate, uh, I just lost her fucking name again. Daniela. Daniela. When she shows up at the party, she's dressed. She's dressed like Daphne from Scooby Doo. A little bit. Yeah, I noticed that too. But that's my like, like think about it. Like Daphne. Daphne was. Oh God, I'm just. I didn't even think about this. Daphne. She's Daphne from Scooby Doo. Sure. Velma is McKenna Grace. She's like the little nerdy girl. Maybe. Right? Maybe. But what would that what would that make uh I guess that would make um 
Bob. He'd be Shaggy. No. Or Bob, Scooby. No, Bob would be fucking... Uh, no, he was too goofy. He was too goofy to be nobody, Fred. There's nobody else to be Fred, though. Uh, What's her face? She's the Fred. It's like a... Mary Ellen? Yeah. Wait, Mary Ellen? Who are you talking Who's, about? Who is Mary Ellen? Who's Mary Ellen? The babysitter. Her name is Mary Ellen? Yes. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> but I'm... This is just all dawning up. Daphne is Daphne is Daniela. <laughs> Velma is the little girl. Fred, they gender swapped, and is Mary Ellen. Bob's got balls is Shaggy, and then the Shuck is is uh, Scooby. The Shuck. The Black Shuck. The fucking werewolf, dude. Oh no. Yeah. No. That's <laughs> no. That's very dumb. No. <laughs> you have no. no. <laughs> you have no fun and no imagination. No. There's I'll, nothing I'll, left oh, in your brain. Oh, no room left for fun. Out of the two of us, I think I have more imagination than you. That was just no. Out of the two of us, you think you have more imagination than I me? Do. That's I ridiculous. Do. Hey. We'll yeah. fight about this later. <laughs> you you do not have more imagination than I'm I am. I'm not saying it's a good imagination. That's ridiculous. I'm just saying that I have more. Um, uh, point is, no, though. Point uh, is, though. No. Um, Balls. Uh, go ahead. Where do, where do we leave off at here? I don't even fucking know because you're stupid Scooby-Doo parable. Um, <laughs> God, you're, just, you're, no, you're no fun anymore, dude. We were just talking about how this... This ensemble to me was fun. Like it was, it was, it felt like you were watching the Conjuring universe through the eyes of kids, which is exactly what this was. It's exa- it is exactly what and it was. And I think it was exactly what this, what the Wanniverse needed. Because they of, were getting too. A little bit of levity. I feel, yeah, exactly. I feel like they were getting too, too serious. Like they were, they were, they were getting, they were taking themselves too seriously, I can especially see that. with I the can nun and La Llorona. Yeah, like I they can were, see that. they were both so serious and so dry and so shitty because both those movies yeah. suck so much. Um, I, I just feel like, I feel like this movie kind of being a sort of a over the top kind of popcorn, you know, just kind of a fun, fun horror movie. There was still like elements of like genuinely creepy stuff going on in this movie. Yeah. But I feel like for the most part, it was a, it was just a fun. I will time. say this wasn't really an Annabelle movie. I feel like this was kind of a movie that was made with the Annabelle title, and they kind of sh- like Annabelle herself was a bit shoehorned into the movie, yeah. in a way. Like yes, she was a bit a, a conduit for everything that happened, but like the movie really wasn't about her or her demon until the end. Right. You know. It right. Was, it was. It like said that's, and that's another reason why I say this is kind of like Conjuring 2.0, like it or 2.5. Like it's, it's the halfway between, you know. But would well, it, it was, even be a Conjuring 2.5? I mean, well, you get what I I'm guess, saying though, just because the characters. But yeah. Like, um. No, you're right. It's yeah. I she was definitely, she was definitely she was the driving force behind what ended up happening. You know. Sure. Sure. She was the one. So she was. I guess. Like, it, I guess maybe. It, I guess maybe it kind of brings into question just how powerful is the demon that's a, that's attached to Annabelle. Then, you well, know? I feel like the demon that was attached to Annabelle was let loose, but then because Annabelle was out, it was like the movie says, it's a conduit for all the other things, mm. and so they focus on a lot of the other things. But then the actual Annabelle demon only had like a couple sparse scenes here and there towards the end, right? And the fact that like them just putting Annabelle behind glass is what solved it. 
makes the other two Annabelle movies look like chums. It was Chapel Glass, though. <laughs> you get what I'm saying, though? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, all you had to do is put it behind Chapel Glass. Yeah. Wish well, they would have known about this for the first two movies. <laughs> well, they were they were pretty effectively. Uh, they I mean, were, they, they were pretty effectively in imprisoning her in in, the other, in Annabelle creation the, in the, the room Bible. filled with Bible pages, yeah, which true. was like that's true. infinitely more creepy. That's true. I'll give it that. I'll give it that. Um, um yeah. Over, I, I overall though, I really liked this movie. Yeah, I, I thought it was good. I liked it. I think I. I don't liked, know if I, was, I, I don't know if I thought it was good. I thought I it was think fun. I liked <laughs> Annabelle creation more. Oh really? Animal Creation was great. The first one, we both agreed that it was really good. The first one? Yeah. No, that was no, no, the second no, no. Animal Creation was the second movie. Right. So I think I'd go Animal Creation, Annabelle Comes Home, and then Annabelle. Honestly, I think the first one was the weakest one. Honestly, um, that's where I'd rate them. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't hate this movie. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a, I thought it was a actually, fine addition to the franchise. I actually really liked it. Okay. I would, I would put this one above Annabelle Creation. Okay, personally, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and then I didn't, e- I didn't even, we should probably, I thought we should probably rank all of these. Oh, I, I mean, we could, about that. I could probably do it pretty quickly to be honest with you, but, uh, okay, let's, we'll, we'll, let's, get there the we'll think about it. We'll think about it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much <clears throat> it. Like I, yeah. I thought, I thought all the kids did a really great job. I was, I, I welcomed the, the levity, you know, I thought, I thought that. And and also the fact that this movie felt a little more, it felt self aware of the fact that it was really over the top. Like the fog machine was turned up to ten. Yeah. Like the the char- oh that's true. The characters yeah. were really over the top. It was. Um, yeah. They really they really bit deep into that that aspect of and it. And the fact that it turned into like a like a haunted fun house, I thought was kind of cool. You know, there's the, the ferryman was stalking around, the the samurai, the you know the, me, the I bride do. is walking around trying to kill people and stuff. I I don't know. You I know just thought it was I, really cool. I do like a single place type movie. Yeah. So the fact that the whole movie took place in one house, yeah. I do like Here's here's my question. If they put Annabelle back into the case, right? And that stopped the Annabelle from being the conduit. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. All of the spirits were already called there back to their original things. Yeah. Right? So even though Annabelle their totems was, or whatever. Yeah, even yeah. though Annabelle was put back into the case, wouldn't all of those spirits still be around to then re haunt or be around their items? I feel like they're still there anyway. I feel like that whole room is the but reason is the reason that, that the Warrens from things coming in and out of it power of prayer baby it's not though i mean if annabelle <laughs> has to be behind church glass in that same room what's stopping all the rest of them well i, th- I think she's i think it's implied that she's much more powerful sure. than all of the other like all the other ones are just but she called all of them back <laughs> so wouldn't they still be there well it shows how i think that they're all there already i think it's just that they're not necessarily powerful enough to and I, I feel, I feel like too. I don't, you know, I don't know much about, I don't know much about haunted items, but I feel like, um, I feel like, if it's like demons attached to the things, they need, they need sort of, they need a, a like a a host or a target host in a weakened state. Like I feel like even Annabelle, the Warrens come and go from that room all the time, and Annabelle never is is uh is is able glass. to but she was behind the glass in this movie too it wasn't until 
Daniela walks in to that room and at first you think Daniela is just curious about the Warrens and how they live and stuff like that. But then it turns out you, she's actually feeling really guilty about the fact that her dad passed away in a car accident where she was driving the car. Yeah. And Annabelle doesn't even target her and, and, and try to escape until she's standing in the middle of that room saying, if there's a presence in here, show me a sign. Nothing happens. And then she says, Dad? And then it, it's like the demon realized that's that's her weakness. That's her vulnerability. Sure. sure. I'm going to lock in on that. So I feel like... I feel like... Maybe she shouldn't have killed her dad. <laughs> A, <laughs> that. But I, I feel like you, you kind of need a, a willing... Not a willing host, but like somebody who's uh, emotionally vulnerable. Sure. And they always say that, like, they always say that people people who are, um, you know, when you're talking in terms of possession and stuff like that, people who are more emotionally vulnerable or, or are, like, in a weakened mental state are more susceptible to possession. Sure. So maybe That's it's just true. that, That's you true. know what I mean? That's true. And then once she was able to, once Annabelle or the demon who is, you know, attached to Annabelle was able to zero in on the weakness of Daniela, then it was able to escape and kind of bring all of its buddies back. That's Conjure right. all of its buddies, if you will. Oh, oh. Right? I see what you did there. I don't know. No, I, that's a, I, I can, I, I can I f- see that. Yeah. I feel like you could pick the plot apart for hours. Yeah. I think more than anything, to me, this movie seemed like it was just made with... Good intentions. A, with a lot of fun good behind it yeah i i I just seemed like it seemed like a fun movie to me like it it they kind of they kind of abandoned the very serious tone that almost every other movie in this in this universe has they did but it was the it was the thor love and thunder or the thor ragnarok of the conjuring well love and thunder too but i haven't seen it yet neither vibe but but i've heard about it um i will say all of that yes I gotta go back and one more time give her her proper's McKenna Grace, yep. like literally grounded the movie though. For as fun as the rest of the movie was and maybe was intended to be, she grounded it still with the horror. Yeah, because even in those scenes, she was so good. Like at the end where she's standing in front of the Annabelle case with a cross hanging up, and she's basically like cosplaying her her parents. Yeah, like that was like she was so good in mm-hmm. that scene. Like 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 so believable and so like. I don't know. I just and the and the way and the way she was effectively like uh, controlling it. She was well. (laughs) She was she was so effectively able to come across as because Lorraine Warren has these powers of whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. It's uh, um, clairvoyance, second second sight, stuff like that. And uh, uh, not McKenna. What's what's her name? Judy. Judy. Yeah. Judy has that, but it's something she's been keeping from everybody, right? And a little bit, and the way she plays it, like every time she sees that priest who nobody else can see mm-hmm. because he's a ghost. Yeah, like she, she, the way she nervous. Which you don't realize that's what it is because she's at a Catholic school, so it makes sense that there'd be a priest there. Oh, I realized that right off the bat. Well, I I realized it because he's he goes from being like one place to another super quick, and he's very creepily staring at her. So yeah. like, it does give it away, but it, but it doesn't like. The narration doesn't tell you he's a ghost. Well, I like how they set it up. To be to begin with, they set it up as he's probably a malevolent spirit. But and, it's not. But then by the end of the movie, she says not all ghosts are bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and and the way she kind of navigates that where she's 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 uh pretty obviously troubled by the fact that she can see these spirits everywhere she goes sure but she's still trying to be a normal little kid yeah that did flash through my mind like (laughs) i don't know i just thought she i thought she played the hell out of the role i thought she was really good no she's fantastic um, okay, James, before we move into the next one, do you want to grab me another beer? <laughs> no. Go fuck yourself. That's, that's, that's cool. Um, okay, while James is not grabbing me another beer, we got to get into the last, a.k.a. final movie in the Conjuring series, as of now. As of now. Is that actually, is there a future for the so Conjuring the universe? Uh, I have no idea. There's a Crooked Man movie oh, being made. Is that part of the Conjuring universe? I, I thought it was part of the Insidious universe. Oh, no, because no. he shows up in The Conjuring 2. Is that where he's from? That's the first appearance. I thought he came in The Conjuring 3, and I was waiting for him, and then I didn't see him. And I go, where the fuck does the crooked man come from? You don't remember him from The Conjuring 2? Should I? Yeah. Where's he from? So they travel to England, right? Because the, the girl in England is, is, uh, is possessed, mm-hmm. and her family home is being torn apart by malevolent spirits every night Mm -hmm. and then one night they go to stay at the neighbor's house and they're all like camped out in the living room and then the the girl who's been experiencing all this stuff gets up and she goes like and walks toward there's a back door or something and then all of a sudden you see the crooked man grow out of the shadow oh yes okay and he comes at her javier butet i think so for whatever reason though i thought that was this movie and i was waiting for it (laughs) for some I, i don't know why but Anyway, though, uh, The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It from 2022, <clears throat> directed by the same director of The Curse of La Llorona, oh. Michael Chavez. Is that you say his name? I don't. Is that Michael Chavez? I don't know. I Michael, need to actually... Michael Chivis. Michael... Help me out here, James. Hold on. I'm, 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 I'm drowning I'm tra- here. <laughs> I'm trying I'm to drowning. Uh, Michael... Yeah, Chavez. Chavez. There you go. Or Chaves or Chavs. So after or... the curse of La Llorona... La Llorona. We were not all that confident in his, <laughs> his directorial... <laughs> I liked it more than you did, in fairness. The curse of La yeah, Llorona? I liked it more than you did. Did you? Yes, I did. Oh, I, um, I don't remember, to be honest. You didn't you. like the movie at all. You thought it was just as dumb as The Nun. I thought it was better than The Nun, but... It was essentially the same movie. Yeah, I I didn't. I liked it much better. I would say I definitely put it on a shelf okay, higher co- than it's you. It's coming back to me now. But yeah. um, I will say this: I think you did a really good job with The Conjuring Three. I really enjoyed this movie. I thought so too. A lot of people hated this movie. See, I don't hated I, on it. That's and here's the thing: uh, uh, James Wan. Uh, was was quoted by saying they wanted to take it out of this this typical haunted house movie that the first two Conjuring movies were. Yeah. Um, and they brought it into the courtroom, which you know me, I love myself a good courtroom drama. Which this wasn't so much courtroom. I was gonna say not really. No, I mean, but this is like it's 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 the Conjuring with a dash of of um, Emily Rose. Emily Rose, yeah. which in my opinion, in in my opinion personally is one of my favorite possession movies of all time. Yeah. Uh, Josh, and, and to me, it's... Josh Etner, <laughs> you piece of shit, uh, hates that movie it's, so much. It's just so become prob- a weekly thing. <laughs> so he probably hated this movie too, but, what? Is it just my, yeah, your, your air kicked on. Jeez. It's really, it's really <laughs> it's the, loud. It's the curse of, of, yeah, air conditioner. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Josh probably hate this movie too, but he has no taste, so whatever. <laughs> um, the Warrens investigate a murder that may be linked to a demonic possession. Fuck these synopsises. Synopsi. Synopsi. From, from IMDb. Yeah. But whatever, we're going to keep going with them. Um, no, the Warrens are investigating a, uh, a murder done by somebody who claims to be possessed by a demon. It goes deeper than that because that actually ends up being a curse. Mm. Which I loved because it took it out. It's still demon possession, but yeah. it took it out of the realm of just a standard possession. <clears throat> and there's a human element behind it, and I loved it. I thought it was great. There's a human ele- element behind it, and then it also it it, it kind of uh, made up for what would have typically been seen as you know plot holes. Sure. Well, I get. I mean, they even address that in the movie, but like. They have him read from the Bible, and they're like, "Well, if you were possessed, you'd be fucking melting right now." Sure, you know. So no, I'm melting. <laughs> oh God. Um. So yeah, I, I I also enjoyed the the curse angle personally. Yeah, yeah. And let's be honest. Outside of the fact that it's a courtroom drama, outside of the fact that it's a curse and not a stereotypical possession, this movie was made amazing by one added detail, and that is the addition of John fucking Noble. I love John Noble so much. Uh, he played the priest, the retired priest, oh, the dad yeah. of the occultist. Yeah, I John Noble to me is like what Quentin Tarantino and Kevin Smith saw in Michael Parks. Like I think he is one of the most underrated character actors that is still working. What the hell was he? On? Was he, he was on Fringe? Fringe. Yeah, yes, okay. that that was Fringe. Was my first. Well, my first knowingly uh, expose or uh, not uh, exposure to him, um, but I fucking loved Fringe and I followed him ever since. But like, I first saw him unknowingly in the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh-huh. He's one of the the kings or whatever of one of the kingdoms, and he's amazing in that too. Um, but like, John Noble just brings this weird, unsettling presence to anything that he's in he's so good <laughs> he's just got that face that, that, that makes wrinkly it ass california raisin evil face <laughs> like he's so good though like and i didn't know he was in this so when i saw him pop up i got real excited like, yeah. i got a fucking noble boner you know what i'm saying um a noble boner. <laughs> he's just so good and i, I a lot of times come the, come all ye faithful <laughs> A lot of See times, the noble boner. A lot of times, third movies and series can be a big letdown, and I was so happily <clears throat> proven wrong on this one. I I loved it, loved it through and through. Um, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was good. It definitely like coming out of. So, like I said, I felt like Annabelle coming home was a nice break. Yes, from uh, tradition. From, just yeah from what the rest of the universe was exactly, it was yeah. a little bit of levity and that's what that is exactly what this universe needed and then you kind of dive right back into the traditional horror i think and, that i'm i think which, that i'm liking annabelle comes home more the more that i hear you say levity like the more that you're describing it in that tone i didn't think of it like that but i, I mean, think it, you're right there were I a lot of right. funny like f- not funny haha moments, but just like no, like was, every everything with Bob's got balls. Yeah, like, it was everything that you love from like a kids horror movie. Yeah, but kind of like disguised as more adult, but still. I mean, kids. Th- like, like fuck, yeah. like it. It was it's it was R.L. Stein, but in Fear Street. It was like a scarier <laughs> Monster Squad, you know. <laughs> like, Fear Street. 
<laughs> yeah, like a yeah. like a bunch of like a bunch of demons show up at the the Warren house, and a ragtag group of kids have to get rid of them. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. Like it's just it was a it was kind of a wasn't a feel good movie by any means, but it was it's like it. It's like the kids' version of it. Yeah, just without the gangbang. Wow. <laughs> Sometimes you need a little prepubescent gangbang. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like, so coming out of that, I was ready for a little more horror, yeah. like straight up horror. And I felt like this one delivered. I do. Um, I agree. I do I mean, agree. I mean, was there like, were there things where I was like, okay, like we're, okay, we're fucking, we're taking it over the top here. Like the, like at the end when Arnie's floating and the, and all the, all the windows. Oh, I loved that. No, I, I liked it. I actually have a note about how much I love his like energy outburst was I, so cool i love the i love the part where all the f- windows in the infirmary fucking implode i thought that was awesome but there's a part of me i f- i feel like it's because i feel like it's because they specifically make it a point at the beginning of all these conjuring movies about ed and lorraine warren they make it a point to say based on true events and i'm like so I understand that the, that these are loosely based on. This like, movie was more than loosely based. I I feel, listen. I feel like when you're when you're telling me that something is based on true events, that's fine. Well, it's based. But then, on but then the if by the but then if by the end of the movie, fucking Arnie's floating in the infirmary oh, in a in a crucifix position, and all the windows are. Imploding there's, there's, there's and liberties like liberties taken, sure. Uh, like um, I don't know. There's that's where they kind of. It's not like I can't separate myself from the idea of the truth, but it's like if you're gonna tell me a, if you're gonna, that's why I love Emily Rose. Uh, you tell me that a movie is based on based on a true story. Emily Rose to me seems like it's. If you believe in demon possession, sure. it's one hundred percent feasible, well, right? You heard those tapes? They're fucking. Oh yeah, they're legit. fucking horrifying. Yeah. Um, but this this movie, you you know, you tell me that it's based so, on a true story, and then all of a sudden you got people floating through the well, air. Okay, and fucking, even even Emily Rose had had liberties taken. In it, fairness, but, but then like, the but then the the tunnels underneath the house and the creepy old woman and that the fucking, part. Of it, I think that part of it was that that was all obviously story. The parts that were based on true story was mostly actually the trial of Arnie was was famous. Um, uh, the thing is this though is that in the movie they make it come across like the um, the defense of demon possession right was like the big part of it. They did try to do that in real life. The the Arnie um, I, I forget his last name jo- Johnson. Yeah, the Arnie Johnson case in real life. The the lawyer did try to argue that he's. You know, his defense was demon possession. The devil made the, me do it, right? The judge threw it out. Sure. So the actual court case, even though it, gained or, it garnered a ton of press because that's what they were going with, Yeah. the actual court case itself was not done that way. And it was, they they uh, defended him under self, uh, self-defense self is what it was. Okay. And the jury was literally told, you cannot base this on the demon possession thing. You right. have to basically forget that. Which, right. Who fucking does? Come on. <laughs> But like you have to forget that and base it on this and that. So the technical case was not. But there's already so much fanfare around the fact that that's what they tried to do. Yeah. That's what the case was known for. The part of the movie, though, also that is based in true story is the the case of David. Yeah. The the boy in the beginning, the basically the first 
I don't even want to say the first act necessarily, but the beginning of the movie that that led to Arnie's right. um, possession. David Glatzel was a real eight-year-old boy who was allegedly possessed yeah. well, by a demon. A lot of it, though, is true. Or not true, but like, well, I guess true. But a lot of it was based in the real story. Like the whole waterbed scene was taken directly from the testimony of the people that were there. Mm-hmm. Um, he went up there. There was a waterbed. He experienced this thing. <clears throat> um, it's, it's them moving into a new house. It's the of uh, Arnie and his girlfriend, you know, being separated or not separated, but like separate from the family, like living with living in a house that had the dogs and stuff. Like that's all real. It's all based. Like it's really, really based in fact, the sure. whole first part of this movie. Yeah. So they do a really good job of that, of basing it in truth, which I feel like they need to do after the second conjuring movie, which Ed and Lorraine Warren were only in that story for like 10% of it right. tops. And, and they, they made, made up like, the whole rest. Yeah. Of they it. made yeah. it seem like they were really for present the f- for the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. So this movie, at least they were like, there's actual like, like stock uh, or stock photos at the end of the movie that shows Ed and Lorraine Warren at the trial. Like they were there with well, and there's Arnie's tapes, girlfriend. And there's, and there's tapes, tapes of them actually performing the exorcism on David Glatzel. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the interviews and all that. So this movie was definitely way more based in reality. Mm-hmm. Whether you believe the Warrens or not is irrelevant. Like sure. it's at least based in what they say happened. You right. Know? Um, but yeah, like I, I also do look like how in the beginning of the movie they made um, Vera Farmanga look a lot more like Lorraine Lauren. With her hair up, like it had the very classic Lorraine Warren hair up and stuff. That's pretty much how she's looked in every movie. I don't think she ever had her hair up like that. Sure, she. This did. is the first movie where they really tried to make because she's aging and they're trying to make her look like the older Lorraine Warren. I felt like, but just this, my just, first time I noticed it. Then at least, but but this movie actually would have taken place before a couple of the others, wouldn't it? Have? I can't remember. No, this this is the end of the timeline. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, I think the entire opening sequence of this movie, honestly, was better than the last movie. Like, the opening <laughs> sequence of The Conjuring 3 was almost better than the entire Conjuring 2 movie. Oh, The Conjuring 2. Okay, yeah. I thought you were talking about Annabelle. No, um, no, no. I, I, I loved it. Like, I thought, like, like, we're off to the races here. Like, we're running. This is good. Yeah, there was... Uh, yeah... It it was good. I enjoyed it, but there's also like a, a again like I the 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 exorcism of David when he starts like when he like twists his own head underneath his own thigh and like looks at I don't know, it's just like so so that was all done practically. Was it really? They hired a twelve year old contortionist. To do everything that young David did. There's that position no was a real person? There was zero CG. Well, oh the only goodness. CG that existed was, was placing David's face, face on, the... on her. Oh, jeez, That's it. Dude. Well. So that, knowing that <laughs> That's now, pretty impressive. Yeah. 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 Pretty oh, crazy. God, that's... Yeah. 12-year-old contortionist. To that's... get the body type and everything right had to have been someone young. But, God, that's a yeah. fucking, like, <laughs> literally, like, the... The the angle at which your spine and your and your creepy yeah <laughs> she's Gumby <laughs> that that girl was Gumby yeah it was a girl that played it not yeah, a boy but like sure. Gumby <laughs> wow dude that's creepy yeah wild yeah um oh and then oh you know what and then actually probably the scene where because there was a 
you know the kick up the like the kip up things that uh let martial artists do the you know everybody fucking wanted to do it when sure. we were young you where you're laying on your back and then you yeah. kick your feet and you I like used to, i used to be able to do it yeah sure um you don't believe me no i'm saying that we i'm now, saying that everybody now, used to do but... it uh but there's a there's a scene during david's exorcism where he kind of does that except for it's more so he just like plants his feet and then like gradually arches yeah. up yep. and that was all done practically too i yeah. imagine yeah. Dude, that's i've fucking... seen people do that in a wrestling ring in fairness Blech. but yeah that's creepy yeah. <laughs> it's back control man <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know i um yeah i i love the first part of this movie though. i thought it was great david's scenes were great but then Artie, arnie, inv- arnie arnie rather invites the demon into him to save his would-be little brother because he's not actually married to um, David's sister yet. Right. Arnie is like the wannabe brother-in-law. So he invites the demon into him to save David's life. And that's where the movie really kicks off. So that, according to accounts... And, that, and that's all true, according too. According to account, accounts online, that actually happened. Yep. Arnie Johnson actually, during the, the, the exorcism of David Glatzel, invited the demon yep. into himself... And then he also ended up murdering his landlord. But the reason, up, but the know. reason that, uh, the reason that Ed Warren can't warn anybody about this is because he suffers a heart attack in the middle of yeah. the, um, the uh, exorcism. Sure. And he's unconscious. And as soon as he wakes up, he says, "Oh my God, Ar- Arnie! He's got Arnie!" Right? Yep. So That's in the- in real life, then Ed would have been at this exorcism and he would have seen arnie invite the demon yeah. into himself he didn't actually suffer a heart attack during the during did he is that yeah. true oh that did ed, that did ed no warren idea. actually that suffer no a heart attack during no, this thing? I, I have no idea because otherwise why wouldn't i mean why wouldn't they just know right off the bat well he might not have been there in the real story too okay and that's why I'm the, not sure what 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 part of this becomes fact into fiction. Right. I, I here's the thing though. I almost honestly don't care. I don't either. I just I, I really don't. I think that when you're trying to compare the real life stuff to what happens in the movies, you're doing a disservice to the movie. I like the movie as it is. I think it's it's a fun narrative. It, it does a it, it's a good story. But I feel like you're also doing disservice to reality well like and if i want to know more about the actual story i can just look it up do you believe the warrens were real do i believe that they were real do you well obviously they obviously were people (laughs) do you believe though in what they did um i or do you think they're kooks i don't think they were kooks uh i i think what it comes down to it is they were either they were either bullshit artists or they were or they were well, that's what I meant by or they were legitimate. Um I feel like I don't know. I'm really kind of up in the air about it. Uh-huh. Because it's like t- to me it's like I I truly believe that there are people out there who can s- sense you know something that's going on. As do I. Uh whatever it is if if you want to call it evil energy demons uh ghosts whatever the whatever you want to call it right spook specters spook specters whatever you want to call it i think it's i think with ed and lorraine warren it's interesting that they were they they seemingly were always in the right place at the right time like well they were called to a lot of these places yeah that's true i don't know it's just like when you have when you have 
certain people who are always involved in that kind of stuff, it it kind of cheapens it. It kind of makes you wonder if they were just very good at like making people believe what they wanted them to believe. Sure. I don't think that they were in the position of making people believe the stuff before it was actually happening though. Sure. I don't know. I I like to believe. Well, I but but it I could be but think... it could be like a predatory kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like it like people like you you catch wind of somebody experiencing something weird, and then all of a sudden, oh, you're at all of a sudden one day that you, they're at your door and they're saying, oh, we can help you with this thing. It's like it's, I think it's it, possible it's, it's they like, showed up under the best uh, the best pretext, right? Like mm-hmm. they, they they showed up wanting to help. I I don't know that they necessarily set anything up. I don't also I also think they might have made things worse though. Sure. Their presence may have made things worse because like, oh, Ed and Lorraine Warren are here. This is what they do. It must be this. You know, and then people can act differently. Like I think it was a mix right, of Right, the power of suggestion. Yeah, I, th- I exactly. I think that it was a mix of both. Sure. I really do. In this particular situation though, um, you know, there was there is an instance of during the trial, I think it was during the trial, uh, there was a paramedic that recalls hearing Arnie's girlfriend, uh, what was her name? Um, Keep I talking, I'll was. find it. <laughs> Arnie's girlfriend telling her dad, and this is the real life account, telling her dad, when uh, the Debbie. Param- Debbie, telling her dad in real life, oh, um, Arnie didn't mean to stab her or didn't mean to stab him. You know how he gets when he drinks. Mm. And there was that, that that was like a, a court thing. Like right. The paramedic overheard her say that to her dad, supposedly. Right. So like you wonder Oh wait, but it would but it, was she talking about Arnie? Was she talking about the other guy? Because the the accounts that I read were that the the landlord was intoxicated and he was coming at Arnie. No, and I Arnie, heard that, I heard Arnie that it, pulled out a switchblade. No, I, I the the thing that I read was about how you know Arnie gets when he drinks, which basically would prove that Arnie was a violent drunk, and that maybe right. this wasn't possession as much as it was a way for him to get out of a murder. Like charge. he just snapped. <laughs> yeah, and also so and also not to not to generalize here and not to like you know not to paint with a broad brush, but. Uh, People who carry switchblades, like a sw- like a switchblade, that's a that's a really bad new metal song. <laughs> Who's that by? Nonpoint, I think, or something like that. <laughs> you love Nonpoint. Shut up. Eh, not anymore. I don't know. Like to to me to me, uh, I mean, I like I have I have out the front switchblades, but that's because I'm a I'm a I like knives. I, I have an out the front switchblade too. <laughs> I don't know. To me, I've always, and maybe it's just, maybe it's just like a bad, uh, like years of watching movies has made me associate switchblades with the type of people who would use switchblades for the wrong sure, thing. Sure. But like a switchblade to me seems like you carry it because you're the type of person who thinks you might stab somebody at some point. Well, sure. You know what I mean? Sure. And like the real account, like it, it just so happens that in the movie they switched it to a buck knife. Mm-hmm. It was a folding buck knife. Yeah. Why wouldn't they in the mo- like in the movie they know for a fact in real life that they, that he used a switchblade to stab the guy. So why would they switch it to a buck knife well, in a buck the movie? Buck knife is more visually on film it looks better. Or is it or is it that a a, a buck knife is the type of 
the type of knife that a, a handyman carries. Not somebody who's going to kill somebody well, by stabbing. Uh, maybe. I think knows? it's. I think I that's relevant. I think it is relevant. I don't know. I don't know that it is. Why? I don't know. I, I just think I think that it was just a creative choice. Honestly, that's all I think it was. I think I a buck know. knife just looks better on on screen. Okay. In that in that type of in that type of instance, at least. All right. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Whatever. Like. <laughs> Back to the movie that we're talking sure, about. Yeah, yeah. Hypotheticals. Back to the movie here, though. Um, so Ed and Lorraine Warren, though, they're investigating this and they're trying to basically the his lawyer is like, listen, if you can't prove this was possession, because the movie makes it seem like the case is based on possession, which yeah. obviously in real life wasn't. But like uh, his lawyer is like, listen, if you can't prove that this was possession, he's going to get the death penalty. Yeah. So the movie becomes them trying to prove what happened here. And during the initial um, possession of, was it possession of David, Lorraine got a clairvoyant vision of something. She didn't know what it was. We Some, all could somebody, clearly see. Somebody lighting candles. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why she couldn't figure that out, but <laughs> we all did. Um, and so that's kind of, it, it becomes a little bit of like a Da Vinci, not Da Vinci code, but like a, a whodunit kind of like mystery, Scooby-Doo mystery. Sure, yeah. Um, and you couldn't find out that it's a that it's a curse. It's not just a possession because a demon wants to do it. It's a it's a curse that somebody pushed a demon on. Like mm-hmm. The demon doesn't really want to be there. Right. Unlike the other movies in the past. Like this is a, a curse. And so it's them trying to figure this out. And they end up going to this ex-priest, uh, which John Noble plays. And uh he, you know, he um he was investigating the Rams. What's it called? The Rams. Disciples of the Ram. Disciples of the Ram, which I love this, was the cult from the first Annabelle mm-hmm. movie. So I love how they kind of wrapped this whole thing up in a nice bow. Not many, not many franchises do that. And I, it's I the really, verse, baby. I do love their attention to detail in this. So he was um he was uh looking into the the cult of the Ram skull thing. What was it called? Cult of the Ram. Cult oh, of the, Ram. the uh the um are you talking about the the thing? The little totem or well, whatever the... the the cult though was called the Oh Disciples the, of the Ram. Disciples of the Ram. Yeah. Disciples of the Ram, yeah. And so uh they had these these weird totems that they would use in their uh their satanic rituals. Yeah. Where it was like jawbones sticking out to the side. Looked and, pretty dope, actually. Yeah, oh it was fucking awesome. <laughs> I want that for a wine glass. <laughs> And they well, they find one of these though under the floorboards in the house yeah. where this happened, and so that kind of kicks off this whole thing. And then, like I said, John Noble comes into play; he exposes more. I knew in my gut the second they showed up to John Noble's house. Oh, he plays, by the way, um, Castner. Castner. Yes, Father Castner. I knew in my gut the second they came there. I go, this guy is no good. Like he knows something or whatever. <laughs> I thought he was the bad guy at first. Turns out, spoilers. He's not really the bad guy, but he's the conduit for the bad guy. I, well, not a conduit, but like... Uh, he was hiding the bad guy. Well, not even that, No, because really. he knew. No, he knew. Yeah, but he didn't know that she was... Yes, she did. Yes, he did. He, he knew everything. No, he didn't. I think he did. No. Because he... she, she confronts him at the very end, like, you knew about this. You were hiding her. And no, he's no, like, well, it's my daughter. He doesn't say you were hiding... He, he says... She says... Uh, um, Lorraine Warren says you knew, and he says because uh, basically, Kastner, uh, as a as a young, as a young pastor, or a Got priest, a, as a priest, sorry. Uh, so he was obviously he probably took a well 
took, sure, a, yeah. took a vow of celibacy, yeah. but ended up getting somebody pregnant. Had At a, least it wasn't a little boy. Had a, had a daughter in <laughs> secret and then raised her on this farm. And he Left was the priesthood. And he was also very, uh, very interested in studying the occult. Sure. He was interested in studying it so that he could better understand evil. So that maybe, you know, like maybe he could help mankind keep evil away. And his daughter... Very pious of him. His daughter was around for all this studying of evil, and the opposite happened to her. She she studied it and became obsessed with it. But he knew that she was behind it, but he didn't know that... Like, he didn't know the altar was under the house. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. He told her to go there. He goes, she goes, goes, the altar is still here. He He goes, go back here. He had a revelation. He, he no, knew. he did. He no, he knew. didn't, dude. He fucking he's sitting there and he has a revelation about. It. She says, "You knew that this was your daughter," and he says, "And and he says, there's tunnels that go under this house. She used to explore them. You'll probably find the altar down there." I don't think. Come that on, he, he knew. Oh, no, dude, he, he leads her right to it. He would have. Fu- he doesn't lead her right that's to him, it. That, that's him not wanting to admit it. I don't think that he. I, uh, he didn't no because when she when she comes back when uh, what the hell's her name they just call her the occultist but her name yeah. was Isla when Isla shows up in the, the base female Doug Jones yeah <laughs> <laughs> she was spooky I um, thought it was Doug Jones at first I really did the first like I yeah the first I'm time like, is that Doug Jones the first drag? time she What's like going on? <laughs> the first time that uh, that Arnie turns around after seeing the rat in the cereal box yeah yeah and yeah. she like grabs his face and and pushes him yeah. down i i uh, yeah totally doug she jones. looks like the, she is the female <laughs> doug jones it's so weird um but i feel like uh well she showed up down at the bottom of the stairs yeah. at that point he had not seen her in years i thought see i don't he know he hadn't I, seen her in years i buy it as he knew it all along he had turned a blind eye to it no that's how i took it no i don't he hadn't. He even says something to. He even says something to her about coming back, like you came back, something like that. I can't remember the exact line, but he had not seen her physically in years. How was that possible if the if the if the altar that she's been using this entire time was under his house? Well, keep in mind that she's also fucking. She's got powers. She can she can move into one shadow and then turn up behind somebody in another shadow in within 0.5 seconds. I get that. I get she's that. Not, I don't she's buy not it, working under the, the the typical laws of of the physical form at this point. I'm she, not saying she can that kind of. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I'm also not saying that I'm wrong. I think that you, I, I think that this. No, no, no. I, <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. Yeah. I, I just think that like you can take it both ways. Yeah. Or at least in at least the movie. The movie gives paths for both ways. Sure. I'm choosing to take it though this way. Cause I, I feel I just feel like it makes way more sense that he was just in denial about it the entire time. Like he knew I, he obviously no, he, knew no, what he, happened he, to he her. Ad, he admits that he knew it was her. Yeah. He d- he had discovered that it was her. Yeah. But like he was he, telling them But he didn't realize until uh, he didn't realize until very close to the end that she was most likely he knew about doing it. what she was doing he, from that property. I think he knew about it the second that they came there the first time, where they're just showing him the totem thing, like the 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 yeah. He the first time that he ever saw that he knew what it was, and he was trying to tell them without 
telling them. But he also knew that it was something that was used by the disciples of the ram. Yeah, and but and and how would she know it if it wasn't through him? He just wasn't telling them the the full truth. I mean, but there's there's more than just one disciple of the ram. Like he why why would he automatically assume that it was his daughter? Because he knew what she was doing. I just don't I I don't think I don't see how you don't get that. Because when she shows up at the bottom of the stairs toward the end of the movie, right before she kills him, he clearly has not seen her in years. I don't I wouldn't say that he, he hasn't seen her in years. He he makes that pretty clear. Yeah. And go back go back and rewatch it. I don't feel like he makes that so clear that he hasn't seen her in years. Yeah, she's she's disappeared. She's gone from his he pulled life. Out at a that gun. Point. He pulled out he pulled out a gun because he knew she was gonna come back. Like he told no, he, he sent it, he, he pull- sent Lorraine down the tunnels, pulls out a gun, and then his daughter appears. Be- because he's waiting for his daughter to come back. No, no, she, just gave she her was away. already back when he when he pulled the gun out. She showed up at the bottom of the stairs and she started walking his way. And then he sat down and pulled the gun out. But he knew she... I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't buy the fact that he didn't know that she was down there. I don't buy that. He knew she was down there. I don't see why... I, I don't know. We could, <laughs> we could argue about this for days. I don't I don't see... The, some things I will give you that it's whatever. I don't see it your way at all in this one. Yeah, that's... that. At all. He's... No, he's... he, he Like I said, he... I think that he understood... Before the end of the movie, that it was his daughter, but he felt a duty as a father to not just like throw his daughter to the wolves. Which is why I think he knew about it and didn't feel like he could throw his daughter. To the not wolves. from the very beginning, though. I I feel like I feel like he probably like when they showed up and showed him the the totem, like he probably started to think like, oh shit, like this is a possibility. But I don't think that he just straight up wasn't telling them. And he for sure did not know right then that she was down under the house somewhere doing it. Regardless regardless of how you think or how I feel, like there's obviously you could take it either either way. (laughs) I choose to believe you're wrong. You choose to believe I'm wrong, whatever. Yeah. But... That's the movie, though, and it's fantastic. Yeah, the, there, uh, there was a spot in this movie. I told you how in the first, um, the first movie in Annabelle, there was a spot that choked me up a little bit. This movie did it too to me. God, you're so softy. I, I don't know. Days. I don't know what is going on with me in my in my life here. It was the scene because <laughs> what here's part the, in this movie? This made? this movie was about demons as much as it was a little bit of a love story for Ed and Lorraine. Yeah, kind of gave their their backstory and all that. Yeah. And um, so being that Ed has a heart attack at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. the, the theme is that he doesn't have his medication on him ever, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, oh, I, I don't really take my medication the way that I should, or I forgot my medication at home. Like He's always forgetting it. And he's got his cane. The whole movie, he's got his cane. He's winded. He's whatever. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, he saves Lorraine's uh, mm-hmm. life. She's going through the same. Saves her life. And he's coming up or whatever. The, <laughs> Fuck you, dude. The, the necklace. <laughs> and, and he's like, I forgot my pills. And you think he's going to die, right? Like, you, you think like he's having a heart attack. He's going to die. I forgot my pills. And then Lorraine opens her little locket and she's got one of his pills in his locket. <laughs> I don't know. There was some, there's something about that scene. And I'm sure it was cracked this way. And maybe it works. I'm 1% of the audience. And that was me. 
I kind of got it, man. It choked me up a little bit. I was like, oh, it's a fucking love story. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, it was sweet. I thought it was, it was. sweet. Like, but... It was like it was one of those moments where it's like, these two are like so stupidly in love with each other that like whatever. And it got me. It got me. I like a little bit of love with my horror. What can I say? That's cool. I like love too. It's just I'm not going to cry about it. That's cool. I like love too. I don't know. It got. I'm also. I'm also uh, a self proclaimed bitch when it comes to these things so yeah you know you didn't even need to self-proclaim it we already knew i know but whatever <laughs> it, it got me man what what can i say it Aww. got me, it got me. i like love oh my um, god what else is there um i don't know man the, yeah. the 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 chase scene in the in the in the uh catacombs at the end of the movie i thought was pretty cool pretty cool pretty I agree. cool I agree. uh <laughs> the fucking when uh when what's her face when isla was all twisted up and you know about to meet her fate at the hands of the demon yeah i thought that was I, dope i do wish i i made him i made a, a note here i wish the last little bit with the demon and the teeth and the sounds didn't happen the teeth oh it was yeah. a bit that was a that was a bit like new metal of the horror world <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like oh the demon it's got the teeth and it makes that kind yeah. of sound like yeah I just wish they wouldn't have done that. I mean, I, I wish I they mean, would have just shown her standing on her knees and then her head cracking and falling forward. Cause like, you know what's happening without seeing yeah. it. It would have been more effective. That's, that's, that's one of the things that I always thought, um, paranormal activity was effective with is, you know, that there's a demon there, you know, that some presence Absolutely. is there and you can see it manipulating the, you know, the things around it, even to the point of like throwing human bodies yeah. and like breaking backs and stuff but you don't see what it is exactly yeah. but the fact that it came out of the shadows and it looked exactly like her that was kind of creepy though that too. was cool i just didn't need the teeth sure the teeth were dumb right like bat boy or something like that like yeah i just didn't yeah it looked creepy it. enough just with like the way that it, her face looked all white and gaunt yeah, and like yeah, the yeah. bags under the eyes that, like, just leave it needed. at that yeah probably a studio note in fairness but like didn't need it um yeah okay yeah yeah i liked it yeah i yeah i liked both of these movies i thought it was i thought it was a, a good, good way to go out good way to wrap things up i really do um, now granted supposedly there's a crooked man movie coming that's sure. part of this we'll tackle we'll see that what, we'll, we'll see what happens we'll tackle that when we come to it but uh you wanted to rank Ooh, you you wanted to rank these movies yeah um all right so number one Wait, wait, you want to go to... Are you, are you going top down? You want to go down top up? down or, or bottom up? I'm going to go top down, but that's just me. I don't know what that means. Like We're from, going from, from best... One, I'm going to go from best to worst. From best to worst. Okay. What do you want to do? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go best to worst with okay. you. So best, I'm going to stick with the original Conjuring. Okay. Okay? Sure. Is that where you're going? I'm not giving you mine yet. No, you. let's just go beat for beat here. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um. Yeah, I would say the Conjuring is probably my favorite. Yes, okay. I agree. Uh, number two for me, I think, is Annabelle Comes Home. Oh, yeah! Wow, really? To be honest okay. with you, I really, I really enjoyed it. Okay. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> uh, what do you got for number, number two? Number two for me, honestly, would probably be. Oh, man, it's it's tough. I really like Conjuring Devil Made Me Do It. I really do. Like that, I I think honestly that was my number two. Okay. In terms of rewatch value, loved that movie. Okay. Um. So number three, I, I'm gonna go with Conjuring. Devil made me do it. Okay, my number three would be Annabelle Creation. 
Uh, yep, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. So our, our top three then are, are, are neck and neck. Yeah, I feel like we're going to go just like one behind it's, each it's other because my number be. my number four is Annabelle Creation. Okay. My number four... Ah, got him. I'm looking at my list here. My number four would probably be... Oh, God, don't kill me here. The Curse of La Llorona. Really? Yeah, I, I don't know what it was about that movie. There was something about it, and I said this when we were reviewing it, like... Not reviewing, talking about it. Um, <laughs> there was just something about it that I liked, and I don't know what it was. Like, there, I, I just it, it worked for me. I okay. don't know. Yeah, I don't that's know. fair. I like that movie though. That so. was your number four. That was my four. And yeah. I said my four already. So okay, so number five for me was The Conjuring Two. Okay, my number five would definitely be Annabelle Comes Home. Okay. Yep. Number five is Annabelle Comes Home. No, you know home. what? You know what? I'm swapping those. I'm swapping those. My number four is Annabelle Comes Home. My number five is going to be Curse of Light, Your Honor. Okay. All I'm right. swapping those. You're doing it on the fly, so I'll... Uh, I am. I am. Um, so, yeah. so number six for me is Annabelle. Number six for me is probably going to be The Conjuring 2. Conjuring 2. I like The Conjuring 2 better than Annabelle. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Uh, you. So where's your Conjuring 2 lineup? Right where your Annabelle was. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I got we're I got confused. <laughs> we got two left. Uh so we're on number seven. Yep. Curse of La Llorona for me. Okay. Fair. Fair. Uh, what, for me, what's yours? Uh Annabelle. Annabelle, really? The first Annabelle, yep. Okay. And uh last place for both of us <laughs> is the nun. Yeah, the nun sucked. <laughs> the nun was terrible. <laughs> now the nun two has yet to be released. That's a movie that's supposedly coming out. So I we'll see how like, that goes. That's like why? Why? Why are you doing so, that though? Like I feel like Valak was a very effective character in Conjuring Two. The Conjuring Two. Leave it be. So it, she was very spooky. It played a very minor role. But James, she was a nun. People are afraid of nuns. But a very effective <laughs> role. I don't know. I just like you didn't need to make the nun. Uh, yeah, I agree. which was a bummer. Yeah, and I then agree. like when you see her and Annabelle comes home, like you see her picture hanging in the room. It's like, oh, there she is. It's fucking spooky. But like, no, she's not an Annabelle. Come on, or not Annabelle comes home. Uh, The Conjuring. Devil she, made me yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You no, see, she's not in Devil made me do it either. Yeah, you see she's her in two. She's in the Conjuring two. No, no, I'm I'm saying her picture is hanging in the Warrens' room. Oh, in the in the in the, in the, in the artifact room. room in the shit room. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like when you see her, you're like, oh, shit, she's sure. spooky, you know? Yeah. But like, but then you go back and you watch The Nun, and you're like, oh, this fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you, like, you should have just, just left her as a, as a as like kind of a one-off character. Hopefully in... the crooked man isn't... And that's why, I, like, see, I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm I'm a little bit apprehensive about that because he yeah. he was pretty fucking spooky, was and he, it, though? And he, and he, was he though? Ah, he was spooky. Like Javier Botet, I love his, him as a creature actor. I agree. I and agree. it made sense within the confines of The Conjuring 2 because they had that little, uh, the little animation thing that showed would, the Crooked Man. So it made sense for him to show up in that movie. I just don't see why it would show up as a as a full feature character. Yeah, I I actually think movie. that if you're gonna do a full feature character. I think they should have done the tall man. I actually feel that the tall man would have been a way better. I feel like the tall man's more of a contemporary character, though. Who cares? 
I, I, you're dealing with stuff from the 60s to the 80s, though. So you bring in Judy, Warren. Continue the story of, of Judy as an adult. Okay. Yeah. Right? Now, this, is, this, this is all fictitious at this point, but who fucking cares? So now you movies? have to fan cast Judy Warren. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> fan casting Judy Warren. Played by McKenna Bates. That's not her name, is it? McKenna. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not McKenna, McKenna Bates. Bates. McKenna Grace. Oh, I'm sorry, McKenna Grace. Um, okay. If I'm fan casting her in nowadays, um like how old would she be nowadays? Uh, nowadays? She'd be uh, I don't know, in her forties. I have the person. I can't think of her name though. Fuck. Um she was in Pitch perfect. <laughs> Pitch perfect. Yeah. Um. Shit. Anna she's, Camp. Uh, Anna, uh, not Anna, Anna Kendrick. No, not Anna Kendrick. She's married to Sasha Baron Cohen. Fuck. Why can't I think of her name? Um. Oh. Um. Fuck. Isla Fisher. Yes. Isla Fisher. I know she's mostly known for. I know she's mostly known for comedic roles, but I feel like she could be very good at that. And and in these types of roles. It's important they look like them. I think that she is a Apple believable. Fisher does not look like. I think she's a believable, like forty years later, actress to play that character. See, I think like. Uh, I do. Uh, Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson from Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. You just want to see her naked again. I've never seen Fifty Shades of Grey. Is she naked in that? That's the stupidest question you've ever asked. <laughs> That's the stupidest question you've ever asked. Why? It's Fifty Shades of Grey. It might as well be porn. (laughs) I literally know nothing about that movie. (laughs) Oh, for fuck's sake. You're cute. Um, Um, No, I feel like like she would be good. I mean, sure, I can see that. Or maybe one of the um, the sisters, the... uh, uh, Kate Mara or Rooney Mara. Oh, right on. Could maybe do it, too. I don't know. I feel like... there's an open casting pool for this, but if they decided to push it into the future though and bring it back into Willem Defoe, done. <laughs> Willem Defoe, love it. Yeah. All I'm right. Well, uh, that's <laughs> that's uh, that's the Wannaverse for now. That's it. Who knows when we're gonna get more? Do you want who, who, a Moraverse? Do I want a Moraverse? Yeah. Yeah. I'll always, me too. Me too. I'll, I'll always take more. I don't care. I mean, in fairness, if you've never seen Insidious, there's a whole nother Wanniverse for you. I've seen, well, I've seen. I'm just saying, though. Yeah, we should probably do those at some point, by the way. We've done one of them. Also, we kind of glossed over both of these movies this week had excellent soundtracks. Great. uh, Fantastic soundtracks. And I'm not talking, well, I'm 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 talking about the actual soundtracks, the the songs, like the. Oh. Yeah. Excellent soundtracks. Uh, More so, Annabelle Comes Home. Amazing soundtrack, but also if Joseph Bashar's scores, fucking top notch. Come on, they always have the same feel to them, which is you know great because they fit in with the the Wannaverse and also with the Insidious movies. So Mm -hmm. Uh, that's yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Let's stop this. That's it. You go home. I'm gonna go to sleep, Mm -hmm. and you fuck off.
Okay. And I'll see you next week. And you can find us at... Yeah. If you want to find <laughs> us uh, before or after Mike fucks off, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. Clearly, you've already found us, but apparently James doesn't want you to tell anybody. So for this week, at least, just keep us to yourself. Tell your Aunt Rooney Mara. If, if your aunt is Rooney Mara, tell her. Yeah. <laughs> and if she's not Rooney Mara, then just call her. Then Mara. tell your then tell your aunt Kate Mara. Sure. And then have That's, her call me. That All would right. be the same person. <laughs> what? So that would be the same person. Those are two different people. If your aunt is Rooney Mara and your other aunt is Kate Mara, you're the same person. <laughs> yeah, you're the same person. <laughs> Those are two different people. Oh, my God. Go home. All right. Uh, we'll see you next week. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Have a good night. See ya. Later. Bye. Bye. See ya.